The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Alternative. My name is Ian Lee. Captain Boyle is here. Where to all your mothers? Um, we've got a, no YouTube, no Periscope anymore. That's not happening. So you have to listen on. Um, uh, how do they listen? I've forgotten. You can listen on the app, the Talk Radio app. Yes. You can listen online www.talkradio.co.uk. And there's a third way. Oh, DAB. Thank you very much indeed. That's simple kids there. I, I, I trusted the spirits today. I was sat at the computer. 
was sat at the computer today, and I thought, I want to hear some music, but I don't want to hear, I'm not going to go straight to the monkeys, I'm not going to go straight to the Beatles, I'm not going to go straight, so I just, I just, I did, I did the, I did the musical prayer, I said, spirits, please, find me something, basically, I scrolled through without looking, then just stopped, and it came up with, um, these were the options that are available to me, Simon and Garfunkel, Sinita, or the Sydney Torch and Queen's Hall Light Orchestra. And this is this is the, their track. This is what they... And I thought, no, and I went in for Simple Kid. Boy, oh boy, what a joy that was. So you ignored the spirits. They gave you three options and you said, not good oh, enough. No, Simple Kid was one of the options. Oh, if right. I, didn't, I thought that was... Okay. And, and I'm glad I did because it's a great album. Uh, I met him about 10 years ago. Then I did a little hunt to find out where this guy was. He's now a music teacher in um, Hastings. It's probably much more sensible. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you'll be very welcome to. Uh, we've got a guest this evening. Richie Tolway is here. Good evening, Richie. Hello. And Thank I, you. I, I, there's something about you I don't like, and I'm going to come out and say it. Great. You're, you're good looking. You've got great hair, and you're buff. And to, <laughs> to be honest, Catherine, to be That's confronted. That's three things about him you don't like. Okay. Well, to be confronted with that on my first day back is. Uh, it makes me as a man feel um, inadequate. So just bear that in mind, okay? Okay, for what's about to happen. He's, uh, this is why we. This is why Periscope got canned because this guy's too good looking. <laughs> hey, Richie, it's nice to meet you. We kind of have mutual friends in as much as you were recommended to us by mm-hmm. Hender from Keith and the Girl, who we love on this show. We've been on their show. They've been on this show. It's a little bit, uh, you know, it's like put your keys into the fruit bowl and see who goes home with who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, Hender sent us an email saying. Uh, we've just had this guy on. He's a his his plan is a bit nuts. We think <laughs> you might like him, and your plan is nuts. Yeah. What the hell are you doing, man? Um, I'm throwing all of my life savings into a, a, a round the world trip uh, <laughs> that's guided by people on the internet. I have no plans. Like I am checking out of my hostel here in London tomorrow at yeah. 10 a.m. and wow. I do not have a hostel booked in whatever city I may go to tomorrow. Okay. Now you just de- did you describe it as a choose your own adventure? Yes. You, so, did, were you one of those books? Yeah, kind did, of. Did you have those books in the states then? I thought they were a very British. Yeah, thing. Uh, we had. Yeah, we had them. But Ian Livingston was the main guy behind them. And once I had to introduce Ian Livingston on stage at awards do greatest thrill of my life. I made a joke about a twenty sided die. I got a big laugh. Um, <laughs> but so, so this is you, you, the decisions are open to the public to yeah. decide. Yeah. That's, generally speaking that's gonna that's gonna come back to bite you on the ass i've been in america i can say ask yeah that's gonna bite you on the butt isn't it man i don't know i mean there's some days that have been kind of crazy where people are like you have to go do this you have to go do that go run and you know put your feet in the water eat some chips it's a lot you know i'm, yeah. I'm trying to vacation for 20 people at once i'm eating i can eat for 20 people yeah. that's the good thing but when you say eat chips you mean you mean chips not crisps yes okay yes i would never call your chips or my chips chips thank anymore. you thank you because well, I said I just took my six and eight year old to New York, and um, we had they found it hilarious that um, you guys called jam jelly. They find that hilarious, and then they were asking. So your jelly is what we call jam. Just to bear that in mind. Wait. Yeah. So your jelly and peanut butter sandwich. A, that's a disgusting combination. No, it's not. It's great. Right. Well, uh, uh, just hang on. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> but also jelly is jam. No. Yes. No. Yeah. Jelly is jelly is is like the fake stuff. There's preserves that have the fruit bits. What? There's jam that has the seeds. What? And then there's jelly that just is made with the the, um, the pectin and the juice. It, America has 
um, delineations. Uh, jam? But then what's the stuff you put in the mould, like, uh, for parties and women? Jello. No, that's Jello. Jello. And I, this is what the book, this is what my, my eldest was asking me, what do they call jelly? And I couldn't remember. All week I was thinking, I'm not going to Google it. And then on the flight home I went, Jello. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, ha- you actually have jam. This is the first, next you'll be saying America understands irony, which of course we know that Americans yeah. do. I was being ironic. <laughs> Um, From what I understand, it's there's different things. There's different, you know, wow. it's, it's like that's the worst of them all is yeah. jelly. That's okay. the cheap stuff. Wow. It's just a bunch of sugar. This is incredible. These are incredible scenes. It's all a learning experience. I learned that, <laughs> and yet when I was in America, didn't learn any of this. No. Those guys keep that secret. I was working oh, yeah. with an American last week and she told me about biscuits. Your biscuits are scones. Oh, your biscuits yes. are biscuits. You get, but you have we that just with had, like, I just had this conversation with, with a, meat and gravy. What? Sorry? Biscuits? Are you American? Who is this guy? <laughs> I think we've got a Canadian that's snuck in. Don't you have biscuits with, like, meat and gravy? Yes, like biscuits and gravy. Biscuits with sausage gravy. Yeah. Oh, dirty. But it's they're, but they're they're like a savoury scone. They're like a scone yeah. with no sweetness to it, and it's just that, like, flaky, buttery... So almost a dumpling, but not squidgy enough. Yes, yes, pretty much a dumpling, but just baked. The Americanization of our language continues, because we say cookies now. We say we don't. Oh, biscuits are French words. We say, oh, please. <laughs> we say, but we say Oreos now. Every in America, deep fried Oreos. Oh God, man! <laughs> Where are we coming, eating? brother? Hi- Come on! We deep fried everything. Deep fried Oreos. What, room service. Shut deep up. fried Oreos. No. Oh, it was filth. That stuff you do, you try out at home when you come back from the oh, pub, isn't mate, it? Mate, we do deep fried sex. Snickers. Oh, you Snickers dirty candy devils. bars? Mm. Yeah, man alive. Honestly, America's where it's at. Apart from, you know, the racist president. And, uh, apart from that. <laughs> oh, I mean, just the racist country. <laughs> uh, but, all, but also, what was great about it, I went on holiday with my boys, and they were put in a cage for five days, and I got to have a holiday on my own. So high fives all round. Now, <laughs> so tell us, so, okay, hang on, let's, let's, we, what we'll do is we'll give out the websites now. Great. You want to tell Richie where to shove it. And I, I mean that almost <laughs> literally, because that might be one of the things. Um, and then we'll also give it at the end, so you can have a think. But the website is unguidednations.com. And I'll tweet all this in a minute. Unguidednations.com. Uh, it's also the YouTube channel, which I've just subscribed to. Unguided Nations. Thank so you. On YouTube, you'll find it. Is it... Un- well, what are you on Twitter? Unguided Nations. This guy's clever. It's, you've got Facebook, it. Unguided Nations. Instagram, Unguided Nations. I got it all. It's My space. Yeah, on MySpace, uh, check out my LinkedIn. <laughs> I got an email from LinkedIn last week for the first... Anyway, we're going for tangent. Okay. So, um, so, so, so what can they, t- so you, what, what can they tell you to do? How does it work? I mean, it's like, it's like, you know, for the people that are going to be in the cities that I'm going to, it's like, show me something cool, let's go film it. I'm really getting into film. I'm like, you know, just discovering that whole creative outlet. Yeah. I think I'm getting pretty good. You can check it out on YouTube, yeah. but I've been studying. That's what I did in preparation for this. I didn't look up how to travel well. I didn't look up where to go. Right. I watched hours and hours of how to film, how to edit, what <laughs> gear to get. I was like, I am going to screw this up royally, yeah. but I want to be able to show it the best way possible. Um, I have to apologize because y- uh, you you were filming in Brighton, yeah, and someone stole your drone. Yeah, so on behalf of of Britain, right? Um, I, it was probably someone who voted Brexit. But I apologize, <laughs> man. That's terrible. What happened? Well, I, it was it was kind of my bad, but I was I was flying the drone and uh, it, it just. It was running the battery low, and it was it went to go return back to its home point, and and I I tried to override the computer. I thought it was flying the wrong way, yeah. and so I tried to fly it back to the home point. Ended up taking it farther away. 
either way, it landed in a different spot, far away from me. Yeah. And by the time I found where it had actually landed, maybe three minutes had passed, but it was gone. <gasps> so it was just, you know. Oh, that's lousy. Missing. But it was, you know, I've, I've parted that's ways. Lousy. I've parted ways with everything I owned. And that's the second time I've done that in my life. Like, I really have gone through, like, wow. some cathartic, you know. I you, used to You own gave a, away your guitar, didn't I you? I gave away my guitar that I had since I was 16 years old to my friend. And I said, if you're going to use it, use it. And if not, please give it away. Things are meant to be played with. What wow. I, at, at, when I lost the drone, I was like sad and, and mad for like an hour. And I was like, well, I have the controller and extra batteries. So whoever has it should take these, you know, yeah. like at least be able to use the damn thing. Yeah. Sorry. No, you can say damn. Okay, great. Um, I'll, I'll give you a list of the words that you can't say. Great. Um, <laughs> tattooed all over her back. All the fun ones. Um, okay, so let's go back a bit. So why, yeah. why are you doing, where, where has this idea come from? What happened in your life where you thought, man, I'm going to go around the world and let people tell me what to do? Oh, well, geez. Um, Started out, I mean, I was a stand-up comic in New York City for like four years. Wow. That came after a divorce at 25 in Arizona. It sold my house and I've had... I've, a divorce at 25? My first, first video, yeah, it's, it's, I've lived a lot of lives. I dropped out of high school at 16, went straight to college, was ready to graduate at 20, started comedy, quit comedy, got married... Was married for a few years, bought a house, everything. Yeah. Uh, married at twenty-two, divorced at twenty-five. Oh man, I'm sold sorry. the house. Eh, it's fine. It didn't work out. Yeah. You know? I've, I, that's what. After this most recent breakup, let's. I'll skip ahead and then go back. But after every breakup, I looked at. It, I was like, I've never gotten worse after a breakup. Things have only gone up. So that kind of helped me push through this last one. But went through a divorce, and I just sold my house, sold everything, drove to New York City, uh, across the country, uh, with two boxes in, in my SUV. Did comedy there for a while, but just got into the partying too much, a lot of drugs and everything. And I ended up just falling out of love with comedy, falling mm. out of love with the city. I had been kind of thinking about moving to L.A., uh, and, and I was depressed, and I went to a therapist, and they were like, well, first off, stop drinking. You're drinking something that's a depressant. Mm. So I quit drinking, got sober, and I was going to still, you know, and then I went through a breakup. I was going to move to L.A., and I was like, well, it could be a six-hour flight, or it could be like a month-long trip around the world. And so I was gearing up for this, like, quick, you know, thing, a, a long move to L.A., basically. And then my sister was talking to me one day, and she was like, are you excited for your vacation? And her calling it a vacation freaked me out so much, because that implies that you're going to go back to yeah. normal. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, it's going to be six months now. And then it's, it's grown <laughs> <laughs> It's grown to, like, um, I think a year I'm planning yeah. for it now. I, I, I met somebody that did this a few years back, kind of a, a Europe and then a Southeast Asia thing, and... For what I was budgeting for like six months, they said they lasted over a year. Right. And they okay. had like a lot of flights involved and whatnot. So now I'm just like, all right, cool. Let's go for a year. And if I can gather any up any other money or if I can go back to New York City and make a bunch of money moving people or whatever and then go out and do it again. I mean, this might be my thing now. Mm. And you talk about moving people. We're talking about moving people like four apartments in a day. This is a, this yeah. is how you made the money was this being a how, removal guy, right? I was on a handyman. I was a yeah. I was a handyman on an app. Well, I guess you guys have it here, TaskRabbit. No, no, we don't. You have it in London? No, we don't do. Well, it. I've never I used it. All right. Well, there's an app called TaskRabbit. Yeah. You can. It's like Uber for 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 services. Uh, you know, handyman and cleaning services yeah. and whatnot and movers. And I figured out. I just kept chasing the money up. I was like, I was like a furniture builder and then a a plumber and electrician and then a, like the real money in New York City because nobody has a car. Nobody could even drive a car. Yeah. In New York City, so I was like, I have a license. I can go rent this big box truck and just move apartments. And I have a high high uh, threshold for pain. I just push through it, oh, and let's put that to the test. And, and I'm strong, and I just, I have no problem just turning turning my back into gelatin yep. and ruining it. But I I could move like four apartments in a day solo. And I remember hearing you saying that um, 
that when you gave your prices, people would flinch, but then they would realize you were talking about two hours work and not a whole day. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's like you're going to move your. I'm going to move your entire apartment in two hours for like 350 bucks. Boom, call it a day. Rather than some movers that are going to, you know, charge you that per hour. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, moving in New York City is such a racket. It's like it's. I help people. I move them for like three or four hundred bucks, and they're like, I've got quotes for twelve hundred, fifteen hundred. It's such a racket there for these moving companies. And you were, spe- you were, you say you were having, you were having fun in inverted commas. You were drinking, you were drugging, and yeah. and kind of not really focusing on anything right. beyond that. Right. Well, yeah, because I could. I mean, it was it was one week that I would have to work a month. There's like the last three or four days of the month, and then the first two. And incredible. And eight thousand dollars later, I have the rest of the month to just piss it away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I say that? Uh, that's a borderline. Okay. Well, well. That's a borderline. That's a borderline. Um, listen, we'll take a quick break. 0344 499 1000. We've got Richie Tolway. If you want to, uh, uh find out, uh, follow him on Twitter, Unguided Nations. It's unguidednations.com as well. And go and subscribe to the YouTube channel while we have a quick break. Back after this. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Here we go. We're, sorry, sorry. Ian Lee, Late Night Alternative, Talk Radio. Catherine Bowles here. We've got uh, Richie Tolway here. And Kath has just put, um, two and two together. And you've realised that we we was up a ladder when we went to see Keith. Yes, we have. So go on, because you remember better than me. When we because I've only been to Keith and the girls' place once. I've been there twice. Yeah, yeah, they they asked me to go back. Yeah, they asked me to go back. So I'm such a good guest. Yes, and then you then you phoned up to try and muscle in on what was basically my interview. But that's fine, and I'm cool with that now. So anyway, yes. Yeah. So um, and when we were there, I remember like they were kind of getting the microphones ready and everything. We first arrived. There was a guy up a ladder. A buff guy up a ladder. Buff guy up a ladder. How could I forget the face? I mean, if you just go up a ladder and turn around look at that ass it was you it must have been you You because you were a handyman and you were saying you you got in you kind of ended up doing handyman work for keith and the girl yes if there was someone installing lights it was for sure me and i remember i'm remembering it more absolutely how freaky is that this is nuts man yeah wow wild we've been in the same room as each other before actually there are a few (laughs) jobs around here we could do with some help with i don't know if you notice the microphone's screwed (laughs) (laughs) i tried to jump into action in the microphone fell off its stand and uh, that expert richard just jumped in and went let me have a go at this he, he didn't do it <laughs> no but he looked but like he knew what he was he doing was very well, can, my headphones are broken i'm only getting one ear maybe you could have a look at that <laughs> sure so we got um uh richie tolway unguided nations on twitter um who is uh traveling around the world uh, on your own dollar you're not asking for people to no put, I turned, put money I, in the hat i turned down donations i that's uh, great in my second video i was like people asked if they if i was doing a kickstarter or anything like that and it's like ab- no donate your money to somewhere else wow. i'm giving i'm i i was i i say so much into the camera that i forget that i don't release it all but i'm like i was just walking around on, in brighton and there was a busker and I'm like, that's going to be like my rules. It's like, if you ask for money, I'm giving it to you. If you're a busker, I'm going to give you money. Wow. If you're going to plug anything, because people have gotten on, I've, I do like live streams on Instagram and things yeah. like that. And I take like live dares and I just interview people on the street. If they're going to throw out their Instagram handle, like plug away, you know, yeah. I respect the hustle. That's, that's my rule. Like respect the hustle. Just give people any platform they want. So yeah, I just threw a guy two pounds on the way here. Like I just money is, it sucks. Will you, <laughs> will, I love it. will you accept a sofa for the night? And uh, how do you know when people aren't crazy? I think you've got to say I've already had... Oh, no, yeah. I know I what a sofa is. I don't, um, I don't think they do. He's not an animal. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not at that point where I'm like, I'm like I need to crash on someone's couch. And I, I'm, I feel like such an inconvenience all the time, you know? I'm just like, I, I would never. I was actually, I was in Brighton, and I was walking down to the beach. I was going to go look for some dinner on the beach, and I saw two ladies uh, carrying a headboard, and they were struggling mightily. So I was like, 
I, I used to be a mover. Can I get that for you? And I threw it on my shoulders, and I walked it in, and they were like, well, come in and have a drink. And I was like, I don't drink. It's fine. You know, have a yeah. good night. And they're like, well, just come sit down and, and talk. So we sat for three hours with oh, these ladies know. in Brighton, uh, and, and it was great. And the woman wanted to marry me by the end of the night, and it was scary yeah, then. Well, you uh, came free with a headboard. Why wouldn't she? Yeah, I carried the let's, headboard let's put in. put this headboard to the test. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's the joy of what you're going to do, I think, is is um, going around the world. And for me for me and Kath, doing the radio is all about stories. People right. phone in, and we've got some callers. We'll go to them and Matt and, and Kasif and Alan. Uh, is for me is people phoning in with their stories and you're going to go around the world and by being doing this little bit of an odd thing and also by having your eye open and seeing the people with the headboard and people that need a hand you're going to get stories yes that no one else is ever going to hear you know you're going to hear amazing things and meet amazing people i don't mean amazing people that have done incredible you know everyday people right everyone's got a story and you're going to get yeah all of this yeah that's exciting yeah it's been great i mean i it's, I, I was waiting at Piccadilly Circus for a bus that never came. Some guy asked me, he's like, do you know if the nine is coming? And I'm like, I am American as well, my friend. He was from like Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> we talked for an hour. I just dropped, you know, I'm, I'm a very open person. I don't mind putting myself out there first. Yeah. Cause, and then people open up back, you know, and I was, I mentioned that I got sober. We were talking a while. He goes, we got in a, uh, we ended up getting an Uber together. And, uh, he was like, so I'm 38 years sober. Wow. We talked about that, you know, and you just, you, you just meet people. And did, did you did you just stop or did you go to the rooms or did you what did you did you do anything? It was I, I was getting antidepressants, so they yeah. were like you have to stop for two weeks yeah. or because you can have seizures. And I knew that that was a lie because like I I was a druggie. I've researched all this stuff. You yeah. can you can mix anything. Yeah, it just makes it more fun. You know? <laughs> That's true, man. That's true. Uh, but they're like you can't drink with this because you can have seizures. And I'm like okay, so I just just swallowed that pill. You know, I yeah. just told myself yes, you can't drink for two weeks to get these drugs. Blah blah blah. So. Two weeks, went on the road with my buddy. Actually, we were doing a bunch of brewery uh, comedy shows, and we were both quitting drinking. We, My, uh, my friend Austin in New York City, we, we went from Coke buddies mm. to uh, gym buddies to AA buddies. Wow, yeah, we yeah. went through the whole thing together, and it was great. But uh, yeah, I just, I just quit cold turkey, and I was uh, excited at first. Yeah. And then like day 70, I started going to some meetings yeah. and whatnot, but... I know I couldn't commit to the program as much because, like, I'm I'm only four and a half months sober right now. Well, congratulations! Thank that's you. Still in- Thank I, that's incredible. because yeah, I'm yeah. in recovery as well. I, I was a coke fiend. And yeah, it's more coke for me than booze. Coke and pills. Was coke where was just I was a way at. to drink more booze. For coke, me. Coke, coke, coke. What coke did for me was a I could go and jerk off for like 24 hours, mm. um, but b it just made you sober, so you could drink booze and then do some coke, and then you'd be sober again yes. and go, oh, start again. Right. But, but but all the while, it turns out it was not fun. Mm-mm. It was fun at the start for a bit. It was a laugh for a bit, but then it just became this very isolated. You know, stuck in a yeah. room watching porn for three days on a time. That's not a great yeah trip. That's different from me. Yeah, I didn't do that. Did but... you know you missed out, man? Go no, back so and do it. No, don't. It, towards the end, it got to the point where I was drinking. I was going out only like twice a week. That's yeah. why it wasn't so. I wasn't like drinking every night. Yeah. I wasn't that guy where like I get off work and I need a beer. It was like twice a week. I would go out and get so screwed up until six in the morning. You know yeah. that I was hungover for two days. So I was drinking for the hangover. I was just drinking to have an excuse to not talk to right. anybody for two or three days. Yeah. And that's the saddest part about it, yeah. you know, when you're like going out, you're not even going out for the fun of the night. You're just going out there to like kind of kill yourself for two or three days. Yeah. So that's why I was like, I, I got to go live a life. Well, well done on four and a half months. That is great. Uh, Thank you. Um, I don't mean that sound patronizing. Genuinely yeah. is an achievement. Is that we've got a lot of people listening who've got issues with alcohol and drugs and things. who will be going, wow. Um, but I'm also interested in kind of this minimalist 
mm. vibe you've got going. You you give have you given away everything that yeah. you own, or is there have you got like a storage room back at home? No, or? I have a shoebox with like uh, pins of me playing soccer as a kid. Yeah. You know, like that I sent back to my parents' house. How did you do that? Because I just moved right, mm-hmm. and uh, after a divorce, and I, I, and sorry I, to hear. I, I, thank you, but got all this stuff and i've got too much stuff and i'd right. love to be my, part of my fantasy is to go i'm going to just put this in a box boxes and get rid of it yeah and, and just have but i can't do it they've got this attachment to yeah that's, things how did yeah. you do it well i had to do it once when i got divorced i had to just sell everything and i, I grew up my parents were not hoarders but they just i mean a little bit you know, not like they're not keeping the newspapers in the trash and everything, yeah. but like we had a uh, a laundry basket filled with old cords, like computer cords, you know, that don't even work. They don't go to anything anymore. Yeah. But my dad would just save them because in case he needed a cord, that's where he would go. Right, yeah. And just that. So it was like there's just so much stuff, you know, and, and I, I couldn't do it. And mm. and so really, I mean, when you when you have stuff, right, you so you spent money on stuff. And then you have to spend your life worrying about that stuff and cleaning that stuff. And then you get mad when the stuff gets broken. And it's all just garbage anyways. Mm, it's pointless, yeah. It's really pointless. And you, it's so... I, I've always been, you know, kind of a, a minimalist in that regard. I just don't like to own things. And with moving people and with, like, looking at storage and and just the, the, the crap that people own. And they pay money to store it. And they, they just worry about these things. And it's just... They're, you don't need them. No, and you see it cold, right? They see their worldly possessions and the contents of their home. And what you see is, oh my God, another box of this stuff. Like, right. You need it. Right. It's just, it's, it's all just trash. <laughs> sure, I feel, uh, I feel a bit, a bit zen. Should we, should we take a call? I've got no idea if these people have called in to speak to you Great. or if they just want to do their little party pieces. Yeah. But let's see. I've got a feeling Matt might be to speak to you. Good evening, Matt. Ian, nice to hear you, my friend. It's nice to hear you, Matt. How are you? Oh, this is this is New York, Matt. Yes. Who came? Who doesn't live in New York anymore? Because um, he came and saw our show in Brighton, and it changed his life. That's well, what I'm going to say. I decided I wanted to be British, and nothing more than to be, come over here and you know take my American ways and pretend here's, to be British. Here's the problem. So. Here's the thing. We're now fifty-fifty English. American. Mm-hmm. If if an American phones up right now, comes on the line, we are screwed. They can officially, the law of the radio is, if, if there are more Americans than Brits on the show, they can take over the show. We become the guests, Catherine. So okay. this is a very tricky, this has never happened to us before. This is very That's touchy fine. time. I need, a, I need a job and then radio would be fine. So this is, this works oh, out man. perfectly. Just like, no, I don't want any Americans to call in for the next five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And that may sound racist or xenophobic. Sue my ass. They're used to it. <laughs> sue it. Sue my big ass. But Matt, aren't you moving around in a similar way to Richie? I mean, you're not do- documenting it in the same way, but you're also kind of taking your life on the road. Yeah, that's why I wanted to call and say hello. Uh, cool. I lived in New York you for... for stealing his ID. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, tell me everything you know, and I'll just do that. Um, no, I've been I've been living pretty much out and about since uh, January this year. I lived in New York for nine years, was doing comedy and radio and TV there, and just got bored of that scene there and wanted to go travel and do some other stuff and meet people and kind of experience other things. So I've been pretty much on the road ever since then, just wandering around aimlessly, seeing where I go and letting different paths and work and all take me. So I totally... I completely understand the journey and, and wanting to do something like this and, and have cu- and huge kudos to you because it is not easy in any way, shape or form. Thank you. It. Thank you so much. So what are you, so are you just, you're just confining yourself Matt, to Britain? Are you, or are you going off? You, you dipping into the continent? What, what's, go, what's going on? 
No, I was. Uh, I did a little bit more around the states because uh, I was here last I saw you in March. Then I was in Canada and Toronto and Montreal for a while. Uh, I went to uh, parts of the west coast of the states. Now I'm back over here, and now I'm going to go over to the continent uh, in the next couple of weeks, and then go to Asia at the beginning of 2019, and go to the other side of the world. Then, so okay. Now you're going to go to Asia. So what? Hang, so, yeah. so what's your plan now, uh, uh, Richie? Because you said that Roughly tomorrow you're, you're off. Yeah, I'm off to to Bath, then to Liverpool. Say again. So I got corrected, and I told I, 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 <laughs> I love you had. I love <laughs> British accents yeah. so much. I told Keith and the girl that I will marry the first woman that corrects me to say Bath, yeah. and this beautiful woman in Surrey Hills corrected me. I, I accidentally said Bath, and she goes, "It's Bath," and I, I was like, "Well, I don't say that, but, you, but, you, but well, they you do, should do. They? You should do because she's from up north, and she's incorrect. So I say Bath." But, um, do you? Uh-huh. No, but it's, it don't. Don't listen to her. She, okay. she doesn't speak the Queen's English. But I could tell you've been corrected by just in that one Bath. Of the, American accent, Bath. My, my boys took great fun. I, I was encouraging them to try and do the American accent, and, and they couldn't do it. <laughs> and then they heard a woman in a park. Um, I can't remember the name of the park that we were in in America. Um, and now my boys, both my boys go... The reason I love this part is because it's so unique. And they, that's the phrase they heard. And they both just keep, keep doing that. And they, that was their key in. So I love it. So, but, so, so you're going to Bath, which yes. is great. It's a historic it's city, beautiful yes. place. You're going to love it. They've got, they've got Starbucks there. And okay. I think they've got a McDonald's now if you get hungry. Wow. So there's good food, good, good food, good, and good, good coffee. And then what? Uh, Liverpool. Yeah. Okay. Ireland. Scotland. Yeah. Shoot back down through England. France and then head east, and I don't know the geography of Europe to uh, then like to name anything else after that. We, so. we, we, well, you're not going to go to Spain. Yes, yeah, I will go to Seville. Well, well, I've, yeah. So. That's an instruction now. You have to you have to legally do that. So now she said it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not it's uh it's not legally, but yeah, I mean, I, I you know give general. I can't be ping ponging all over the place. No. I, you know, I can I can burn out my whole budget in flights in the next week if I'm like, oh yeah, where do I go next? I have to book a flight to Spain. Great. <laughs> So I can't be doing that. So, but. so how does it? Do you like put up a list of options, uh, or do you know? Does someone? If someone were to tweet you tonight and say, "Hey, man, you should go while, while you're in Bath. You should go into this swingers club." Or so, <laughs> you know, what? How does it? How is it going to yeah, work? Yeah, I'll take. I'm open to recommendations. I'm vacationing for for twenty, like at at all times. I'm always like vacationing for many people. They're like, "Go do this for me. Go do that." Check out this thing. So yeah, I mean, I'm open to it. I don't. Okay. I don't have to do it. You know. I mean, I'm yeah. not going to like. I'm not going to assault somebody. <laughs> That's what Keith said. Keith was like, so if you tell him that he has to go kiss a girl, you know, just go grab her and kiss her. I'm like, no, you can't do that. No, you Even can't on a that. dare. Flipping Keith. Thanks, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. <laughs> you can't go and kiss a girl without her permission anymore because of that guy. <laughs> uh, I'm not making jokes about um, sexual assaults. Hashtag no. me two sisters. But, no, uh, don't do that. No? Is that, does that demean it's it? Slightly, yeah. Uh, Matt, I'm going to cut you off. We've got too many Americans here. There we go. Oh. <laughs> he cut himself, he cut himself off. off. Good. You've got to respect that. We'll take a quick break. 0344 499 1000. This is the late night alternative with Ian and Kath on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. He had a breakdown in Kensington. What the hell was happened there? I don't know. None of this is planned. None of this was researched. So I've been. I've been trying to figure out how to live a life, yeah. how to see sites, how to film it all, how to edit it all. It just there's a lot going on, so um, it's just it's it's all stressful. And then you know if I if I uh, if I half-ass the film, 
part of it. You know, if I'm like trying to edit and travel and carry suitcases and everything yeah. and film things, then I have bad footage and then make it makes editing it so much harder. Mm-hmm. So it was just a lot. And like within my first week, I just had like a little bit of a breakdown. I went out to go film. I uh, went up at like woke up at six in the morning in Kensington. I was staying over in the middle of Holland Park and woke up to film the sunrise and I was like, let's go. We're going to do it. I haven't had coffee yet. And then like a minute later, I was like, I walked a hundred yards and I can't do this. I'm taking the next two days off. Wow. And my friends were like, what do you mean off? Yeah. You're on vacation. And I'm like, you don't get it. Like, yeah, yeah. and I don't, I'm not trying to gripe. You know, I am like living so a dream. So what happened then? Was it because you didn't have coffee? What, what? That's, I'm making a joke of it. But what was, <laughs> what was, what, what happened where was, you suddenly had this, I can't do this for the next couple of days, man. It was just five days straight of, yeah. of just go, 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 mm-hmm. go. Because when the, the camera goes off, I don't just be like, all right, cut. I'm going to go with the trailer. I'm slaving away, yeah, and I'm not yeah. a good editor yet. Like, I don't have a workflow down yet with editing. This yeah. is all, like, I'm teaching myself new, like, transition things and then, you know, learning them and then implementing them and, and learning how to color grade and just, you know, make things yeah. more enjoyable to watch. So this is all learning for me. I'm not like I wasn't a 10-year vid- video editor yeah. that now just has new places to, to shoot. Mm. So it's all. I was going to say, you remember what it was like for us in New York? We didn't stop, did we? And we're hauling like like, all that equipment, and there were two of us. Imagine doing it on your own. When we were, you saw what you saw us last time. We were in New York for six days, I guess, Mm -hmm. and we were doing the radio show out there. And we made a point of like we wanted the first two hours of the show to be live, right? um, And then we'd have the last hour would be a pre-recorded interview. But throughout that, we'd also basically we'd get up at eight in the morning, seven in the morning. We'd go out and interview Steve Gutenberg in a diner. Then we'd go and do some vox pops on the street and then we'd go and, and it was just the day was full yeah and it's related because and you also never feel like you're done right when no. you're sitting there eating in the afternoon if you get time to sit and eat you're thinking about the next thing yeah. or what mm-hmm. you have to do and trying to remember it all and, this and when was, it's going to go and this in. was the two of us and it was generally well it was both of us doing the interviews actually then kath was doing the editing because i can't do it she was so she'd be in the mm-hmm. back of a cab editing and uh and that at the end of the six days we were shattered and it was <laughs> and it was two of us so i i get it i get yeah. what you're saying about just just doing it and doing it on your own and there's no one to go i suppose you can phone people at home but you know if we were having a one of us was having a bad day the other one could talk talk them around right right but if you're on your own you're yeah. on your own are no. you talking to anyone at home have you got people at home that you can phone up and say oh man this this idea sucks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's been pretty supportive uh she's currently at burning man so uh oh okay <laughs> she's uh she was uh, but no i mean i told her she deserves executive producer credit on some of yeah. these things because i'm sending her like proofs of videos and whatnot i'm like is this unwatchable because i just don't <laughs> even know i'm because you've you looked know, at it too much you, oh you've uh, I, yeah I've, I, first I have to live these days, alright? First I have to go out and live with myself for 24 hours, and then I have to go watch myself live those 24 hours all over again. Yeah. Just over and over and over. And so, by the end of it, it's down into a, like a minute long thing, and I have to send it to somebody. I'm like, is this even, like, is this even palatable? Yeah. Yeah. Or okay. do you hate it as much as I hate it? <laughs> funny, but there's, there's a lot of synchronicity going on, or maybe coincidences. We're talking about editing, and we've got a guy coming on next week, a guy called Doug Pound, mm-hmm. who is, um, uh, well, he's a comedian and he does a podcast called Poundcast, but he's also the editor mm. for Tim and Eric. You know, t- you know yeah, Tim and Eric, yeah. awesome show. He's the editor for that, and it's really innovative. What a job! W- w- it is a really innovative style of editing, holding shots too long, yeah. zooming in on weird bits. We watched that Magic for Humans, which we'll talk about yeah, later incredible. on. I think Doug Pound did the zooms in on the Magic for Susans, 
it, and and he's uh, the reason you mentioned editing and he's in my head because i want to talk to mm. him about editing more than anything else because that's where the the art is mm-hmm. but also he's at burning man this week which is why he can't come on the show this week he's going to come on next week and he's at burning man and your mum is at burning man yeah. and it's just there's some weird this we met you a year there's some weird shiz going yeah. down in this room yeah. you, feel, you feel the the vibes definitely there's voodoo happening <laughs> um okay and how long are you doing this for i think a year and my mom even criticized that she's like you know you said six months and then you say then you say eight months then you say ten months you gotta just tell like commit to something i'm like this whole thing is about not committing to anything mm-hmm. i don't have to go anywhere i don't have to do anything yeah so i think it's a year I don't know. It might the be for the next is, 10 years. It, who knows? The whole point is you're throwing everything up in the air yeah. and just le- letting life happen. D- Dom, who's a tweeter and a listener to the show, said something very prescient, I thought. He said, oh, it's like a modern-day Dice Man by Luke Reinhardt. I don't know if you know that book. No. It's a great book. It's very 70s. I interviewed Luke Reinhardt once. Uh, don't read any of the sequels. But the, the first <laughs> book is this guy who's just bored with life. Yes. Bored with life. And he's, he's got some dice and he goes, well... I tell you what, if I get an odd number, I'm going to go and get drunk. And if I get an even number, I'm going to go to bed. Odd number, I'm going to go and get drunk. And as he gets drunker and drunker, he goes, hang on, maybe... And, and he then dictates his whole life yeah. is by the roll of the dice. If I get a one, I'm going to do this. If I get a two, I'm going to do this. And I thought that was... it was. There are some similar... It's a good mm-hmm. book. Um, there is, it's a little bit dated. I think he might commit a sexual assault in it as one part of the rule. Okay. Now, All thinking right. back... Um, but there are similarities. Just that kind of just throwing it up in the air and seeing which which way it goes, where it lands, where you yeah. know, handing it handing it over. Yes, yeah, just giving away, letting just letting it be. I don't know. That's quite, don't, must be quite freeing. Once you, I mean, was it was it frightening at any point when you? It's so, terrifying every day, right? Okay. Every day, yeah. Every, every every day is terrifying. But it's you know in, in the same way that it has to be. Like that's what life should be. Life mm. should be terrifying. I, I complacency and maybe it's not. Some people, you know, that they they have kids and they've settled down and they and they say, oh, you know, he's he's talking bad about my life. No, not at all. Yeah. I just that's just not how my life went. Yeah. I was actually in a room. I was in a, an AA meeting, and there was this old guy. Uh, God, he was like a sixty-year-old, just like Brooklyn, New Yorker, you know. And he starts talking. You share all the time in these meetings, you know. And he's like, he starts talking. He sounds like the dumbest guy, you know. Yeah. You just you wait for him to say like the dumbest crap you'll ever hear. He's like, you know. I started out with this, and uh, I was I was over in this room, all right. Like, uh, you know, Marlon Brando ate there once. You know, the food was all right, uh, <laughs> grub was okay. And uh, anyways, I thought, you know, someone said to me, "You gotta swing at what's pitched to you." Baseball term, you yeah. know, you gotta swing at what's pitched. He's like, I thought some broad was from Connecticut was gonna marry me, you know, and she'd be rich, and I would just, you know, be a trophy husband. But you know what? I'm a lineman, and I've been an ali- I've been a lineman, I've been an electrician for 28 years, and I go home alone and. You know that's okay, mm. and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like just, just the whole you swing at what's pitched kind of thing. Yeah, just yeah. take whatever your life is and yeah. and run with it. And so, yeah, that's just not me. I've done it. I've yeah. I've faced the the marriage route, and it just didn't work out. And then I was in another relationship, had an apartment, and that just didn't work out. And I'm like, throw the cards in the air, mm. just see what happens. Right. I don't know. No, I love it. That was it. long. No, I love it. And I love, I love that kind of philosophy because I'm very much about controlling everything and trying to hang on. And it's partly right. marriage, partly mental health issues, partly, you know, uh, addiction, partly whatever. And I'm trying to control stuff and I'm trying to, you know, and the, the, the message of the rooms is, you know, just, you, you, we are powerless. Grant this serenity, except I'm powerless and all that stuff. And I'm struggling with powerlessness. I'm struggling right. with handing it over. 
and I'm trying to control stuff. And the, the, the thing is, when I try and control stuff, when people try and control stuff, it doesn't work. Right. You've just got to go with it, man. Yeah. Acceptance. You know like, what's you've got that. I'm loving the You fact know what's happened that. with me in the last sort of three years? I always had my life planned out. You know, mm-hmm. I did what I was supposed to do. And I had a really stable job at the BBC with a pension. Yeah. And, you know, like all the plans and all that stuff. And... The frightening part was I knew exactly where I was going to be in 10 years' time, and it wouldn't be of a hell of a lot further on, but, you know, secure, yeah. which is great for some people, but it frightened the hell out of me. Yeah. And so, like, for the last three years, I've been saying yes to stuff where before I would say I took myself out of it. You know, I would see the yes. hurdles before I got to them and go, I don't want to do that. I don't think I can do that, so I'm not going to go in that direction. Right. Now I'm just, taking a run-up. I've just worked out who he looks like. Go on. Peter Serafinowicz. Peter Serafinowicz. Yeah, I get, that, I get that all the time. I get that all the time. It. Yeah. And you look, it's the eyes. I can't not see in it. A, in a com- there's a, a YouTube comment that you says, like, yeah, uh, LOL, buff Peter Serafinowicz. <laughs> buff Peter Serafinowicz. <laughs> 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 so, I'm sorry if everyone said that. I, I was just, no, I've gotten that, like, once or twice. I got it, and it's the eyes. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I think um, you're brilliant. I love it. I, I, God bless Keith and Hemda for, for putting us in touch. They even know. We need to tell them that we were in the room with him last yeah, year. Yeah, that's wild. That's that freaky. Um, dude, if you if you get sent back this way on your travels, come sure. in again. You'd be very, Great. very welcome to come yeah. in again. Oh, God, and, we need to catch up and find out what happened. Yeah. Like, what are we watching? Well, listen, even if you don't come back this way, we'll speak sure. on the phone. We'll get yeah. you on the phone at oh, some yeah, point. Oh, yeah, I can call in. In. In, a, in. a couple of months or something and yeah. see where you are and see what's happening. And um, Oh, to compound this. Yeah. I've never left the U.S. before. This is my first time out of the U.S. Wait, um, <laughs> I mean, you're not messing around, are you? <laughs> oh, this guy's not hilarious. <laughs> um, how can I ask how old you? Because I can't tell. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Okay, yeah. so you're, you're a young man, and, and this sure. is this is a common thing with Americans. People say, you know, seventy five percent of Americans don't have passports. Well, they don't need them because America's yeah. got everything. People forget. Uh. Well, it's it's vast, and you've got every weather climate there. You've got every kind. You know. Yeah. Um, so I, d- I don't quite buy. I don't get so much fun out of that that fact that a lot of Americans don't have passports. But this is your first trip abroad, and you're you're, you're doing it all. I'm doing it all. Bless you, man. We, we need more people like you, because I love this. This is I, You know, I've always struggled with, like, what I want to be, and I realized that, like, Forrest Gump, you know, yeah. like, uh, and there's a movie called Big Fish also, which is, like, yes. a more fantastical version, uh-huh. but it's just, like, those weren't, I mean, Forrest Gump, I guess, was kind of uh, this, he was a hero or whatever, but it's just, like, it's about the stories that you touch, you know? Whenever you interact with somebody's timeline, you want it to be in a positive way, and that's really it, because Forrest Gump wasn't a national hero, but he just impacted a lot of people, and that's his story. It's just weaving through a lot of people's lives and having a positive impact. And I was like, that's what I just want to do. That that's and Mr. Rogers, right? Yeah, the Mr. Mr. Rogers. Rogers oh, oh yeah, this it. keeps Ugh. coming up. The, the the Mr. Rogers film, Won't You Be My Neighbor, which I talked about last time I came back from the States. You've seen it I've now, I've seen it this Kath. weekend. It was incredible. Mm. Uh, you saw it, uh, uh, Richie, the, the same way that I did, just on a whim, not really yeah. knowing that much about the guy. Yes. And you found it. Kind oh, of like a, a, a spiritual kick up the backside. Yes, and then I went back exactly one week later to watch it like therapy. I had yeah. to go back for a second view, like a second yeah. cry, a second cleanse, just to like study that again because it's so beautiful, I'm so gonna, pure. I'm trying to organize a screen. This, this comes out on DVD in September. I thought I could get it when is it? It comes out in September. I'm going to try and organize a screening or something of it because yeah. I'd, I'd love to, to people to see. Um, Richie, I, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Right, guys, if you want to uh, tell him where to go, so to speak, <laughs> if you tweet at Unguided Nations, I'll tweet all of this during the news at 11, but 
Unguided Nations is what you've got to remember. It's unguidednations.com, at Unguided Nations. Go to YouTube and type in Unguided Nations. It pops up, uh, and you can watch his films, and you can uh, chat with him, I guess, on Twitter, and you can make suggestions as to, you know, places that you might want to see. Maybe you, maybe you live in Bath, and you want to invite him around for a, for a cheese sandwich. I don't know, any of that stuff. Put it out there, man. Play nice. Play nice. You know, Twitter can be a weird, <laughs> it can, yeah, a weird it's, place. Instagram Live too. I do a lot of. I'll be doing okay. a lot of that. Instagram Live where I go live. I'm just talking to people on the street. You know, brilliant, and, yeah. brilliant, brilliant. All yeah. right, we'll, we'll play nice and uh, and have fun because he's a nice guy. And, and I think this is, you know, we we like to celebrate people doing unusual stuff and this is unusual <laughs> hey so nice to meet you man thank you Good very much you. for coming in we will speak again yes oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand this is talk radio the wild man of late night radio the late night alternative with ian lee on talk radio we have ways of making you talk oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number at unguided nations what a nice bloke and welcome back to the show, Sam. It's great to see you. I believe you've been producing while I've been away. The world has gone, the world's disappeared up his own ass. Um, lots to talk about. Let's uh, go to the phones, though. Good evening, Alan. Right, he's asleep. Good evening, Kasif. Hello. Hello, Kasif. Yes, yeah, I just had a song, mate. Okay, thanks very much. So, uh, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You'd be very, very welcome to. No more YouTube, no more Periscope. That comes from the bosses on high. That's a direct imperative from Murdoch that we're not allowed to do it. And it's partly my fault. I shouldn't have sworn at people on Periscope. That's my fault. That with James, you know, laughing at what he laughed at and me um, uh, swearing at people. So it's gone. So that's gone. That's done and dusted. It was fun while it lasted. But do make sure that uh, you know how to listen to the show. You can download the Talk Radio app or listen to us on any of the, you know, the radio app, radio player and tune in and all of that stuff. Um, you can listen to us on DAB or, of course, you can go to, um, uh, of course, you can go to talkradio.co.uk. And there's a daily podcast. That chat with Richie will go out as a podcast tomorrow. The best of tonight's show will go out as a podcast. And um, all of that stuff, man. All of that stuff. I can't, I always struggle to remember how to do a radio show after I've been off from doing a radio show for a week. And it's a bank holiday. But um, thank you to Catherine and Katie. I had a little bit. I was in New York last week. I had the best time with my two boys. Oh, man, it was a joy. It was a joy. Um, Only two. I only met two, uh, as I call them now, assholes. One was a guy on the plane back. We had a little bit of the elbow wars, a little bit of elbow wars, where he had a go at me for leaning over the armrest, which he'd commandeered. And I wasn't because I had my back to him. So when my boy then sat in that chair, and I saw this guy with, like, basically about three inches of arm over the armrest, I took great pleasure and said, "Uh, excuse me, mate, can you give my boy some room, please? And the other asshole, we went to see School of Rock. I went to see School of Rock on Broadway, I'll have you know, the greatest theatrical district in the world. Get this, Kath, talking about the two assholes I met on my break. Um, So went to see School of Rock uh, on Broadway. And we got, we didn't get the best seats, but we got better seats than I thought. What, here's what I've learned as I get older. All of the maps of cinemas and theatres make the cinemas and theatres look a lot bigger than they actually are, don't they? Yes. 
So I bought these seats, and they were $99 each. So that's expensive, right? Weren't the most expensive. Two row, one row forward was going to be $125. Wow. Uh, ten rows forward would have been closer to 200, right? But I get it. The justification is, I'm in New York, it's only a week. It's, it's a trip oh, of a lifetime. It's a trip of a lifetime, and there were great seats. Sure. Right? We sat in the aisle. One, two, three, right? And I got two boys. And uh, so it was going to be boy, me, boy. And the youngest boy said, can I get a booster? I went, sure. And I said to the eldest boy, who's eight, and he's tall. And he's like, I said, do you, do you want to try a booster? I don't think you'll need one, but do you want to try one? He went, yeah, I'll try one. And I saw the woman behind him, right, talked to a guy two seats away from her. She sort of looked at him, pulled her face, and went, ah, oh, sort of shook her head, ah. Oh. And I saw her say, he doesn't need a booster. And I just sucked it in, and I said to him again, do you want to try a booster? If you want to try one, you can try one, and if you don't, you don't have to. But if you, you try one, you don't want it, you don't have to have it, because they're not very common. And he went, yeah, I'd like to try one, please. And she again, she looked at the guy sort of shook her head and just went, that kid doesn't need a booster. So I went and got a booster. Also, here's the thing. Keep your voice down. Yeah. We speak the same language. I know my accent's a bit different. So I went... Yours is very different. So I went and got a booster for him, and he sat on it, and he didn't need it. No. I said, OK, I'll go and take the booster back. And I could sort of see her do, re- like, a pantomime relief to this guy. Idiot. And so I came back, and I said, do you know what, son? Why don't you move in the middle? I'm going to sit Boom. there. And this woman, right, this old woman, went, oh, please don't do that. I said, excuse me, please don't sit there. I said, why not? Well, I won't be able to see. You should have got her a booster. Well, we did joke about that. <laughs> I said, she said, I won't be able to see. I said, I couldn't care less. I beg your pardon. I said, I couldn't care less. I've spent $100 on each of these tickets. My concern is that if my boys can see. My concern is not if you can see. If you can't see because someone is in front of you, that's your issue. And she sort of gave me this look and I said... I saw what you said when I was going to get my boy a booster. I didn't say anything. I said, yes, wow. you did. I, yes, you did. I was going to get my boy a booster and you pulled a face. I don't have a problem with him sitting on a booster. I said, now you're lying to me. Because I'd seen it. <laughs> and heard it. I said, now you're li-. And I was tired. This was like Wednesday. And I was tired and pissy, right? And my kids hated it. But I was, I was very polite. I said, I saw what you said to this gentleman. You got upset if he was going to sit on a booster. Well, listen, I've got these three seats. I'll sit wherever I want in these three seats. I did not say anything about your son on a booster. I said, yes, that said his name. I said, son, uh, do you want to sit there? And he said, yes. I said, okay, I'll sit in the middle. And the woman, the woman then kind of sighed. And then she's behind me and I'm sat there and I'm fuming, but I'm keeping it cool for the kids because they hate that kind of confrontation. And um, she turned to the guy and she went, seriously? Oh and I heard my. it. And so I turned over my shoulder and went, yeah, seriously. <laughs> turned back. Oh she turned God. to the guy again. Seriously? I said, yeah, seriously. <laughs> Did it five times. Oh, God. And I said, I'll keep saying seriously as long as you want. Oh my God. And then she may have mouthed uh, And it was... And, uh, <laughs> she went... Uh, well, I, yeah, I did one under my breath as well. <laughs> of course I did. Of course I did. He's such a child. Um... But it was, and the boys hate it. And afterwards, I explained to them, and it was very calm. It was very polite. That's what made it so menacing. It was very. We only got forty-five seconds. It was very, very polite, right? And I said afterwards, like, I'm, "How did that make you feel?" And they said, "Well, it made us uncomfortable." And I said, "Yeah, she was rude, and um, she was." Uh, but then, then they said, "But that bit when you kept saying, yeah, seriously, that was funny.'" <laughs> um, but it, I just, and so for the first twenty minutes of the play, 
I've got this rage. Yeah. Because she was the only person in New York who was rude to me and my kids. Everyone else. They saw the kids. They made a fuss of them. They chatted to them. They ignored me. Ever This one woman had the gall to, to, to pull a face because my son was going to try a booster seat. Get lost, you silly mare. 0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is the Late Night Alternative Bank Holiday Special with Ian and Kath on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. After all these implements and texts designed by intellects so vexed to find evidently there's so much that hides. Divine in ancient feeding lines, their sentiment is just as hard to pluck from the mind.
This is the great thing. Now I've got the office set up on the farm. Yeah, I do just... The... the the late night alternative the a-team is back uh, and by that i mean matthew wright <laughs> started first day today for matthew wright the odds of us bumping into each other very slim you know that um john peel mm-hmm. and david this is a true story it sounds like i'm making this up john peel and david kid jensen once waited in a car park to beat up another radio presenter, and I can't think who it really? was. Really? That's a true story. Let's go. Don't Google it. Let's work this out. Nick, I'll be with you in a second. This is more important, I'm afraid. Mike Reed. I was thinking Mike Reed. No, but one, some, one that they found was really irritating. Savile. No. No. It's a true story. There, there was a third presenter there. It might have been Mike Reed. Oh, was it Simon Bates? Oh no! Google it now. Google it now. What did Mike? Uh, did um, uh, John Peel and David Kid Jensen hang out in a car, the BBC car park once to beat up Simon Bates? That's what I'm going to say. It was <laughs> car park. True story. Absolutely true story. I wouldn't lie to you. In fact, I need to talk to you about lies, guys. I need to talk to you. Mate. Remind me, lies. No DLT was it? Oh, it was DLT. That was it. That was it. They did! I don't think they didn't jump him in the end. Um, we know a bit about jumping, hey? Hmm? But, I mean, because he likes wearing jumpers. What are you talking about? Waistcoats, actually. But there we go. Oh, Edmunds was the jumpers. But yeah, they waited in the car park to duff him in. He's a big man. <laughs> um, we, a while ago, I had a guy on the show called uh, Nick Armand. No, what's Simon Bates? Was it? Oh. Hang on, yeah. Sorry, Nico, you're gonna have to wait even longer because this is some this is some story. This is but some. But then it says they both hated DLT. Okay. Probably both. Probably okay. both, eh? Um so we had a guy on the show called uh, Nico Milana who um are you gonna finish the, I would I've I've introduced the guy three times now. We we need to we've gotta to talk to this guy. Nick talk to Nico Milana. Oh let's get no, and he makes videos and he's funny and stuff like that. Nico's on the line. Good evening, Nico. Hello. There's that, pause, there's that pause again. Well, I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing really badly, right? And I'm going to speak in code. But, okay. But um, Kath has just told me, literally, while that song was playing, the result of um, a little something we did. Oh, Frank. Yeah, yeah. It did. The, and I've just texted you, so you got a text from me on your phone. I didn't know that it ended so badly. Yeah, listen, basically, the prank is done. Um, I can send it to you, but I can't post it online until I resolve it in some way. Oh, I want to see it, but I don't, I don't want to see it. I don't want to, I don't want to see it, but uh, we, how, we can't say anything about it, can we? Not yet. Wow. But Nico, basically, he basically got some compromising pictures of me. <laughs> And he? Oh wait, no, you can say it on the radio show what we did, but I just can't post it. But can I say what? I, can I say what we what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. Well, why don't can you say what happened? Okay. Um, well, basically, I called upon Ian and Catherine uh, to do a prank on my friend Johnny. I don't know if any any of you like frequent list- listeners remember Johnny and I were on the show in person 
how long ago was it? Like a month ago now. About a month ago, and we were all wearing Tidal t-shirts and uh, not Brooklyn Tidal, Brooklyn Tidal, Brooklyn Tidal. And um, it was we were we were he, you both came on to talk about your stuff and Brooklyn Tidal and this new exciting YouTube project that we had going, yeah. and it was all a wind up against your mate. Yes, it was your ex mate. Sorry, amazing. your former friend. No, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorting it. I'm sorting out the situation. But right now, it is um, it is former friend. But we'll, he we'll was work told out. that we were going to pay him. What was it? Twenty five grand. Yeah, and then five yeah, grand. grand. We were throwing. Money we were going to pay him twenty five to thirty grand for sponsorship deal. He got. Got a little boner going. Got excited <laughs> as you would, as any young man would, yeah. with that amount of money being he, waved in your hands. He was talking to you, you about know, buying a Mercedes, wasn't he? And uh, you, yeah, Mercedes. Catherine has just told me just during that that song. I didn't know that when you revealed to him it was a prank, eh, it didn't really go as 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 well as it, it didn't really go as well as you'd hoped. No, it didn't. Okay, were, were punches thrown? No, but um, it was not. It was not pretty. <laughs> But did you? Can I just ask you one important question? Did you film the ugliness? Um, no. So, so basically, at one point, uh, I, I filmed it. I filmed the reaction. But then at one point, he said, oh, "Turn the cameras off." So I was like, "Okay, t- turn them off." Wow. Uh, and then si- since then, it's just I've just been working on trying to resolve the situation. Well, I, I, listen, I, I think I'm going to have to hand in my uh, membership card to the NDL because this oh. is, this is, yeah, seriously, dude, I'm going to burn it. This is not what I signed up for. I signed up for a little bit of joshing. I didn't want to drive uh, a young man to suicide, which it sounds like we got <laughs> close to it. No, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll uh, turn out, uh, turn out all right. I'll is that why you, is that why, is that why you sent me a text? I got a text a while ago going, hi Ian, the video turned out amazing. Thank you so much for your help. I'm trying to make the whole concept into a three part series. I thought a great ending would be actually getting Virgin involved to make it up to Johnny. Do you think this is possible? And if so, have you got an email I could reach out to? And I just replied, no. <laughs> was that what that was? Yeah, yeah, that's what that was. Oh, Nico. Oh, Nico. I can't believe. How many of your other videos that you've made have you not been able to air because of um, sensitivities? Or are we the only one? No, this is the only one because it's my friend. Like, I, I, I want, X-friend. I want it to be. I don't, I don't want it to end like this because he's my friend. Ex-friend. Okay. <laughs> Um, You're going to have to buy him a Mercedes. <laughs> now, Nico came to our attention um, when he went. This it's some really, really, really funny videos. Really funny. This guy is, is well, I was going to say fearless, but I watched the, the fight you went to and you were bricking it. Um, but he <laughs> oh, w- but went real, undercover man. at the EDL and wound up the EDL and that kind of brought, you know, he's, he's been getting, his videos get hundreds of thousands of hits and it was, it, but that was the one that I think kind of, kind of brought you to the mainstream. Um, uh, but your, your last, well, there's two, there's two things. I watched the video today of you at that silly fight by Logan Paul, the suicide boy, this is J- Japanese suicide, but is that Logan Paul uh-huh. and yeah. another guy who I don't know because I'm a 45 year old dad. Um, and, and they, but they had a big boxing match over the weekend or something in Manchester. Is that right? Cause I've been away. I've missed yeah. all this. Yeah. They had a big boxing fight and you <laughs> boxing fight. You have you seen the, that, that whole video? No, man, it's funny. It's it's one of my favourites, right? Uh, but so your plan is you want to get you want to get in the ring. Yeah, because basically it's the biggest event like in YouTube, like a live event, like definitely, but the biggest event in YouTube history. 
So I thought it's a great way to pull off a stunt. That, that won't, won't piss off a friend of yours. Um, but, yeah. but, uh, and I'm not going to give it away, right? I'm going to give, there's one bit where he's got to get wristbands printed up, right? That say ringside. So he goes, <laughs> he goes, he goes to this printers and the guy says, well, why do you need ringside on it? Oh, it's my name. <laughs> oh, <Nicole. laughs> and the guy's going, you sure your name is ringside? He goes, yeah, yeah, it's my name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I watched that bit three times. It was so funny. I was in hysterics. Um, it's a very, very funny video. I think your friends play a blinder in this as well. I, I, I'm going to be honest, man. Those those guys are the stars. <laughs> the, their little looks to camera, the, they they play an absolute blinder. The bit where one of your mates escorts you off the premises. It's, it's so good. Oh, yeah, Chunks. It's far, I'll, chunks. I'll, chunks. <laughs> I'll, he, gets, he, gets, he gets chucked out. I'll take him. <laughs> he's, he's his mate. But there is... But... There, but there was a bit though, man, where you wobbled when you're about to do what you're about to do, and you can see the fear in your face. How do you, how do you overcome that fear, Nico? Um, I just think afterwards, because uh, I'm my, t- my own toughest critic, and afterwards I know I'd regret it, and I kick myself so much. So it's sort of like I fear that more than I feared the ring. So I, ju- I just went for it. But then here's the beautiful thing that happened while you were at this um, silly fight between two idiots. You, someone shouts out in the video, Tommy Robinson is here. Um, yeah. The, the vile racist thug who um, went to prison for, um, when a copper tried to stop him beating up his missus, he hit the copper. He went to prison for it. Yeah. Um, and of course, you've got a great connection with the EDL. You started the NDL, the Nico Defence League, as a tribute to those guys who was... And so there's now another clip going around of you. Oh, I've just remembered what you get Logan Paul to say as well. I'm not <laughs> going to say it, but it's, yeah. it's fun. It's funny, man. Oh, but there's another clip with you and Tommy Robinson. So you, 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 how did you bump into him? So basically, his son, Tommy Robinson's son, is a big Jake Paul fan. So I turned up to this thing to film a clip um, where, where I said, got Logan, Logan to say that thing. I, I, I turn up there, I walk in the door, Logan and Jake hadn't arrived yet, but I see Tommy Robinson, and I turn back around, look at, uh, uh, looked at the camera, and I was shocked. I was like, this is amazing, because yeah. it's Tommy Robinson. Yeah. So I, was, I, I thought at that moment that he'd know who I was, because obviously like, it's, it's EDL sort of stuff, and I know he's not part of the EDL anymore, but like, he's, still, he's still connected. He's still racist, yeah. He's still connected yeah, yeah. by philosophies, yes. Oh, and it, also, yeah. he's still their poster boy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And they all, they all want to free him. They all want to turn up to his marches and stuff like that. So, yeah, no, I turned um, up and then I just made sure I got, like, a, an interview with him. And so did you, because the, the clip I've seen is him saying something like, big up the NDL. Yeah. Did you get any more with him or was that, was that what you got? Yeah. I also tweeted a video where I actually interviewed him. Oh, I've not the, seen that. The problem was he like he didn't know who I was, and he was with his son as well. So it was sort of like I didn't want to like over overdo it. So I was just acting like um, he was my my big inspiration. <laughs> yeah, don't embarrass him in front of his boy. Um, uh, and I, the thing is, I bet he loved that as well, he didn't did. he? You could see it from his face. Yeah, well, the thing is, he because I saw him at, at the fight um, when he was coming out of the toilet, and obviously, like the Independent made an article about it, the Daily Mail made an article yeah. about it, and um, 
uh, he, wa- he walked out of the toilet and he saw me and he came over to me. Um, and the problem was, like, he, he, was, he was being really nice to me. So uh, he was like, oh, I saw, I saw your EDO video. It was very funny and stuff like that. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. So I, I really wasn't sure how to react. Uh, well, this is this is the thing. This is why you should never meet people because the, most people are really nice. You know, they may be yeah, fascists exactly. and racist, but most people are nice. Um, just Nico, stay there because I'm just going to mute my mic. So I'm just going to tell Catherine what you got um, uh, Logan Paul to say. Hang on a second. Okay. It's a really good... <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> it's such a good video. Okay, so you've... Right, oh, I've not seen the... You've seen the interview, have you, Catherine? You've seen... No, I've just seen the little, the right, little clip okay. that you put oh, on so Twitter. the interview is out there. Right, we'll check this. Are you still getting, um, you know, backlash from the EDL lot, or has, has that died down now? No, yeah, it's died down completely now. Like, um, I think the Tommy Robinson, him endorsing the, endorsing the movement, uh, has, has just made it, like, even more so... Like, I, I haven't had, like, a single message from any of them. <laughs> he's, he's endorsed the movement. Uh, Nico, we love you so much, apart from the fact that you've, you've now involved us in, um, in a... In a, tr- a scandal. A scandal. Yeah. Uh, a, a scamming scandal. Let us know if we can do anything that doesn't really put us out, you know, it doesn't take up more, much more than ten minutes of our time to help. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that last one. <laughs> uh nico if people want to join the ndl if they want to support the ndl where are the best places to go to nico milana on twitter nico milana on youtube and nico milana on instagram all right man we'll, we'll tweet all that stuff again always good to talk to you man you give us a call anytime very good thank you very much bro. very good very good very good thank you nico oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand this is top radio across the uk online and on dab the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, man. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. It's always a thrill to come back and do the radio show after having a week off. It's always a joy. That week went so quickly, man. God, I love New York. My kids loved New York as well. I've got to tell you about, remind me to tell you about Ninja Restaurant, Medieval Times and Baseball. I'm into sports now. Baseball. Ever been to a baseball game? It's amazing. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Martin. Hello, hello, darling. Oh. Hi, how are you doing? Oh, you, have you got have you got a bit of a sore throat? You know, it's funny to say that it's been a bit croaky. I don't know what it is. I smoke like an idiot, so you know that's what it when is. When you say you smoke like an idiot, do you mean you're sticking the cigarettes up your bum? <laughs> well, no. The idiocracy of my body is my mouth. Oh. And, uh, gets me in a lot of trouble. So. Well, as long as it's just cigarettes you're putting in there willy-nilly, so to speak. Oh, Except looking at where the camera yeah. used to be. Hey, sweetheart, I bet you can do a mean, a mean um, um, Rocky, well, Rocky and, um, what's his name? Uh, just wait on, sweetheart. Yeah, Adrian. Do me an Adrian. Adrian! <laughs> Adrian! <laughs> Adrian! I love you, Adrian. We can fight. I love you, Adrian! <laughs> Adrian! Yeah, that's it. Look, um, I found you up to be a bit serious. Yes, yes. serious. Hang on. Wait, we be serious over this. Um, bam. Yeah, bam, bam. Getting stronger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't make me do Jackie's to love. Do it, do it, do it. Yeah, Jackie! Hang on a minute, Mark. Hang on a minute, Martin. 
There's a time and a place for seriousness, and it's not while the Rocky theme is playing. Here we go. I came into this house to hang out with the brightest stars in the universe, with chandeliers and fine wines, and all I get is trash. Who would have thought that a guy that had done so much damage to his face via plastic surgery would be a oh, nut job? Who would have thought someone like Hardeep Sim Kohli could be such a dirty get? I mean, really? Who would have thought? I think there's an aging, you know, because you think you know Lovejoy. Lovejoy? Yeah, he's it's bad, auntie. You know, Lovejoy, and the fellow was in Jaws. Lovejoy's done what? He aged pretty badly, did Lovejoy, don't you think? I can't understand the word Mike says. Is he saying something like He says he aged pretty badly, but Lovejoy, but I think he's doing all right. He's Lovejoy. Well, he's had loads of stuff done. Has Obviously, he? he's had loads of stuff done. He's yeah, had his so lips done. It's the lips that do it. Okay. Lovejoy, Lovejoy's what, what, 73? Can, got, can the lady there do an Adrian for me, please? Sorry? Adrian! Adrian. I can't, why can't I, I can't understand a word that Martin is saying. Because right, I'll try my best. I'm, I want to talk tonight about the death of Tommy Cooper. Oh, blimey. Yeah. Did you, have topical. you ever seen his death on, when he died on stage? Yeah, I watched, I watched it go out on live TV. Okay, I was about, what, I mean, what year was that, 82? So I would have been about eight or nine years old. I saw it happen well, on I'm live TV. Well, I'm 50, but the thing is, you know, when, do you, do you realise, when she put his, that coat on him, the inside of that coat liner was silver. Right. And what I'm trying to get at is when theory. people have accidents, they put silver on them to heat them up. I mean, do you think that the silver of that coat, because he just dropped dead, and I'm thinking, could it have been that reflectable silver in that coat that he had on? Well, that I think... something into him. I, for those who don't know, Tommy Cooper died on live television. Died, collapsed yeah. on stage. And if I remember yeah. correctly, they dubbed snoring over it or something to make it a little bit. But I thought he had a heart attack. I didn't realise it but was he, he, silver coat. No, because the silver lining, it's like I can't understand when people have in accidents like 7-7 um, seven, seven, where they put silver foil around them. Well, they do at the end of marathons as well, don't they? What does that exactly do? Does reflect heat or energy? What, what would that Catherine, do? Catherine, you don't need to mime it to me. A, I know the answer, and B, you can say it if you want to look clever. No, no, I'd like you to tell me. Go, go on, Catherine, you tell, you tell Martin. It's the heat thing. It's conserving heat, isn't it? Yeah, but... It's like, it's it's like when you wrap a uh, chicken in yeah. silver foil and put it in the oven. Keeps the heat in. Yeah, but you're not actually wrapped... You're not as tightly wrapped as it... As, it, as Tommy Cooper as was. As it denotes. You'd expect to be sealed wrapped to keep the heat in, but they just slap them on and expect people to walk around dripped in silver foiling. So maybe Tommy Cooper, that silver... Because the lining of that coat was silver, and he just, as soon as she put the coat on him, he just dropped dead. And I'm thinking, could it have been anything linked to that silver in okay. the coat? We are talking about a death that happened 34 years ago, Columbo. Well, I, I talk about 30 years of being yesterday to me, because life is so... It's time travel, isn't it? Uh, it is fast, it is fast. By the way, I'm starting so, a new podcast about time travel movies. Me and this guy, guy Elton, just emailed me saying, do you fancy doing a podcast about time travel movies? And normally I bat those ideas away, and I went, uh, yeah, go on then, yeah, sure, why do you, not? Do you believe in time travel? I, what's about people who can tell the future? That's a form of time traveling. Well, that's, that's bullshine. Telling the future is bullshine. No, it isn't. Because I'll tell, what, what, tell you my situation. Um, I went to the... I left my flat to go to a corner shop about maybe 15 years ago. And 
I could smell this chemical effect in the air. And I said to myself, I bet you are ships crashed in the ocean about 70 miles away from where I live. And the fumes must have have been grafted in from 70 miles away. But yet I predicted that a ship, a container ship, must have collided or something. And I came in, put the news on, and they said that a ship had crashed and thus had made the chemicals waft into the air. 70 miles offshore. Now, the thing is as well, um, I have a lot of spiritual things with me. So one time I, first, I said to myself before I left my flat, I bet you a rock's going to hit the roof and I'm gonna, it's going to hit the roof and bounce on the grass. I shut the front door, locked it, and as soon as I locked it, I had this loud bang, turned around, and I could see the rock that I predicted bouncing along the grass. So well, okay, here's the thing. Now, when I was in New York, right, now, I am, I cannot say for certain that i didn't see this on the news right i cannot say for certain i don't think i did right but when i was in new york i started thinking about do you remember um lifestyles of the rich and famous yeah lifestyles of the rich and famous have a look at how the rich and elite of hollywood really do live do you remember that show Catherine? a bit the british guy that used to host it right and so i was in new york and i thought oh he's lying in bed in the morning you don't hear from that lifestyles of the rich and famous guy. Yeah. Right. Turned on the news that night. He died that day. Now, I cannot say... I'd need to check what time he died. I cannot definitely say I hadn't seen it yeah. on a headline yeah. or something. Yeah. But I don't... Genuinely don't think I did. And um, I was thinking about him. And then yeah. he died. Now, I know, I know. It's amazing. Now, this is, hang I on, I, I, have a listen to it. Have a listen to it. Hang on, this How is it. How lavish a lifestyle would you lead if you were the richest man on earth? In this world-exclusive edition of Lifestyles, we'll explore the fabulous private... Is this quiet to you? Is the computer yes. quiet? Whack it up. Whack the gain up. There we go. It has inspired blockbuster movies and novels. He's dead now. That guy's dead. Yeah, I know, I know. See, the thing is, I've got a fear. You know when you were going through puberty? Um, yeah, did yeah. You, yeah, did you, dream, did you have a lot of dreams you were flying? Um, I had a lot of dreams I was... No. Because hmm? no. a lot of people I've asked said, that, yeah, they did go through that stage. Now, the funny thing is, when a person dies, people say you float above your body. I used to, I used to, on. okay. When I was eight, nine, ten, and this is true. Yeah. I used to have a lot of dreams... Yeah. ...that I was flying... But yeah. I was flying like six inches off the ground. Yeah, yeah. And I could, it was like swimming. I could swim. Like Banana Man. I don't know, but I don't, I don't get the reference. But I was swimming. Don't, don't raise your eyebrows to me like that woman at the School of Rock. You seriously? Think, yeah, seriously. I would swim about six inches off the ground. I used to have that lot. And the dreams were so convincing, Martin, mm. that I thought, I thought they were real. I really thought a few times in my life I actually tried to do it because I thought it was real. But the thing is, it's like people. Some people, when they go, for, when they go through these near-death experiences, they get a, they get this floating over their body, and it's something that is it runs. It's a theme that runs through a lot of these people who have suffered it. So maybe there is something to do with flying like angels above your body. Um, you know, it's probably just on the fringe of knowing what lies beyond death and fringe of not knowing so it's like when you go through puberty your body goes through all these changes you, well you they say that so when you go them. through puberty you're more likely Catherine's going to show me yeah but he's not flying six inches off the ground he, there's nothing like what he was, was doing, doing the front she's showing me the opening to banana man jeez seriously um, uh yeah seriously um 
when you go through puberty, you're more likely to um, have poltergeist, poltergeist, poltergeists, poltergeists, poltergeist, 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 poltergeist latch on to normally young girls who are going through puberty because the the menstrual blood and yeah. the the hormones released create. Sex magic. Sex, well, not yeah. uh, sex magic, Catherine, please. But it creates kind of like a magic based on sex. Yeah, but I don't know about don't women. Know what you've called I don't know that, about but... men and flying and stuff, but women must go through it different to us, possibly. They, well, they do. Yeah, they yeah. do. They do. Uh, can I play? I listen to. Do you listen to Howard Hughes' show, Martin? I do, yeah. A lot of our rubbish. But I listened to it last night, and there was another guy that time travelled, right? Yeah. Came, so I'm going to play. This is the. Oh, Sorry? It, it, this is this is was on Howard's show last night. This is a guy who claims he's time travelled. Have a listen. They've disguised his voice and his face. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Let's bring the... <laughs> That's an advert. That's not that guy's not a time traveller. That guy's a model. We'll skip we'll just get past the advert. Yeah. And then we'll um did we do the quarter past break? We did, didn't we? Yes we did. Okay. Okay. See, um Hello. Here, yeah, we go. Here, it comes. Here, it comes. Here it comes. It's Michael Phillips. And I am a time traveller. Mm-hmm. I was born in 2043. At the age of 18, I joined the army, had a few years there, and then I was recruited into the, uh, the SES, the, the 21st SES Regiment, to be exact. It's Ross Kemp. You see, there's, yeah, there's, um, a lot, there's a lot of schizoph- there's a lot of schizophrenic people who go through all um, visions and stuff because yeah. I'm schizophrenic, yeah. and. Um, there's a lot of knowing what the future, some of what the future holds, but because of the illness, you get exhausted with it, so you have to take medication mm-hmm. to try and control it and stuff. Well, have a listen to this guy. Let me know if you think this guy's real. Hang on, there's only about a minute left. Here we go. A number of missions in countries that I'm not allowed to name because I've signed the official secrets act. You haven't signed it yet. And from there, I was contacted by a government department that called themselves Section 18. Sounds convincing. They told me they were a reconnaissance unit. However, it turned out to be something quite different. So I was then transferred to um, MOD Bottom Down, and there they took me to the hangar. Listen to the science of it. And in that hangar, I saw this eight-foot-sized spheroid object. I was then briefed on what this actually this object actually was. Turns out it was a time machine. Turns out it was a time machine. Yeah. yeah. This time yeah, machine, it uses two uh, micro-singularities, one at the top and one at the bottom, to power the craft into a... Um, it creates a gravimetric, gravimetric distortion, and distortion then tears a hole in time-space. Now, that to me it's sounds... the same word. Well, that... I'll tell you one... I'll tell you a story for, Before I go, I'll tell you a little story. Um, you know Joanne Lee's the lady who got kidnapped in Australia? Um, yes, and her partner well, died, yes. Yeah, amazing, well, yeah. her dad lives three doors away in the house. And... Do, I know, I've got to listen to this really, really carefully, just to get... You, you believe what? Uh, her dad lives three doors away from me. And I was off medication about 20 years ago, and when I'm off medication, I get silly. So I went to a house, to dad's house, to sit with him. You know, to, well, to sit with Joan and, and Joan was there. And I sat a few minutes, and I left, so she must have thought, why did he do that? Then a few months after, she got kidnapped. And before she got kidnapped, I had a vision of her in my flat, putting, putting lipstick on. And I thought, what does this vision mean? And she got kidnapped. And one of the things they found when she got kidnapped was lipstick. Oh, and, you know, so it proves that... Um, proves it. Yeah, she yeah, wears lipstick. Anyway, I've got a little joke for you. A okay. Rastafarian no. 
will cost will cost the NHS a lot of money goes to the um doctors. Okay. And the doctor says to him, uh, Mr Dredd, how can I help you today? Um so he says, um, cannabis and the doctor returns and says, you cannabis, then try drinking two litres of water a day. Thank you very much indeed, Martin. That was a delightful um, joke. And I think we got away with that. 0344 <clears throat> Good evening, Raymondo. Hello, Ray. Oh, you're too slow. Um, uh, let's play that trail then. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. By the way, here's something uh, for the for the kids. We two guests we're hoping to have on the show soon. DJ Doug Pound. Some of you, what? A lot of you will get it. D- I, DJ Doug Pound does this this um, podcast called the Poundcast, and some of you um, will 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 dig it. Some of you will hate it. But a friend of mine was on the guy called Max Tundra. Friend, I've not seen him for sixteen years, but he used to kind of is this DJ. He's the guy that did the Daphne and Celeste album and stuff, and he um was never a close friend but i he was kind of in a circle that i would sometimes be in a circle with and he's a really nice guy ben but max tundra was on it but also if you want to listen to and i can't play any of it on the radio if you want to listen to the most offensive litigious depraved podcast find the um listen to the episodes of of the pound cast with rock and roll gary on I have no idea how those things are allowed. Honestly, it's, I mean, it's funny. It's Tim Heidecker doing this character. I'm rock and roll Gary. But it's, it's, it, it's really offensive. Some of you will not find the humour at all acceptable. It's, it's very, very base. There were bits of it that I was listening to going, ooh, mate, that's a bit far. What you did? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it really is. But I'm putting it out there. That I'm not listening to many of the other episodes. I plan to. But he's coming on, hopefully. Um, but also, guy who told me to DM him today, I'm waiting for his reply. Wayne Kramer? You know Wayne Kramer? No. Right, okay. Let me, um, let me play you the... Uh, let me play you a little bit of his greatest hit. Hang on a second. Uh... See if I can find the. Uh... Here we go. This is this is. Um, I'm just gonna play the beginning of Wayne Kramer's greatest hit. Okay, you, you'll know this. Kick out the jails, brothers and sisters. Okay. And I'm so pleased it was that version, <laughs> not the other version. That. Yeah, the guitarist from the MC5 is coming on the show, guys. Wayne Kramer is coming on the show. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Uh, someone sent me this, and I can't remember who. So apologies. Couple this is in the mirror. Couple desperate for a baby, told they've been. Have you seen this? No. Couple desperate for a baby, told they've been having sex the wrong way for four years, um. and wife is still a virgin. The woman admitted sex was usually painful, but doctors were stunned when they realised why she was not getting pregnant. A married couple, desperate for a baby. Have, uh, Sam's loving this. Sam, Sam's been there. You've been there, buddy. High five, Sam. Um, a married couple, desperate for a baby, have been told they've been having sex the wrong way for four years. I mean, is there a wrong way? Which is why they've been to conceive. Come here, yes? That's what I'm talking about. 
The pair who have not been named but are aged 26 and 24 sought out professional advice after having no joy getting pregnant. I mean, we're laughing at this. This actually is a really sad story. But it's, it's funny. Well, it's two people who slipped through the um, sex education Slipped net. through something. Um, I, don't, I don't think they slipped. I think it was more of a force. But Oh, my God. Yes. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a sad story. But It is. I mean... If it, if it gets to a bit that says that... It's, it's it. Uh, they sought out professional advice after having no joy getting pregnant, despite having intercourse regularly. But alarm bells rang when medics discovered the wife was a virgin. She then admitted sex was usually painful for her every time. Oh, God. Obstetrician Yu Hongmei said the couple were very young. The man, 26, and the woman, 24. <laughs> this is a really horrible story. It's a horrible story. They were healthy, but despite being married for four years, couldn't conceive. Their family was giving them a lot of stress because of it, she added. While asking about the wife's medical history during the visit, Liu was told the couple had sex regularly. The wife also revealed the experience was unusually painful for her every time, but she suffered through it in the hope of becoming pregnant. The woman's symptoms led Dr. (laughs) Come on now, come on. The woman's symptoms... (laughs) led Dr. Liu to believe she may have had some sort of gynecological disease, but Liu was shocked when she, in an examination, revealed the wife to be a virgin. It's China. According to China's Yang Evening Post, Liu's experience led her to inspect the woman's anus. Oh, God. <clears throat> it was then... That... It was then that the medic is said to have learned the couple have been mistakenly having anal sex. Mistakenly? For four years. Four years? I'm lucky if I get four minutes. I don't know what that means. Resulting in their failure to conceive. Well, it would do. Dr. Liu reportedly handed the couple um, uh, uh, each a sex education handbook. No, do not leave this to them to read it. You want to sit them down for God. I mean, are we... They might not be able to read. She also gave them guidelines before they were sent home. The advice appeared to work. Um, as news of the wife's pregnancy arrived just a few months later. Appeared to work. It obviously worked. They reportedly informed the now-retired doctor that they were finally expecting by sending 100 eggs and a live hen as gifts to her former hospital. Um, Okay. And then what they've done is they've put the stock pictures. They've got stock pictures, right? Library pictures. God. How do you illustrate that? With the caption, the couple have been having sex the wrong way for years. It's... (laughs) (laughs) It's... It's a couple uh, sat on opposite sides of the bed. If her, only that was the wrong way they were doing it. Her with her back to him, him with it, looking down with his head in his hands. and said, why? Why is it going wrong? He knew it was the wrong way. He knew it was the wrong way. Sound right. They're giving chickens as payment. Sounds to me like they live in like the arse end of nowhere. Well, the arse end is the, the problem. That's the problem. You see, it was the arse end was the problem. Um, yeah, well, that's a, that's a story to, to certainly get us all thinking how lucky that guy was for four years until he got busted. Or she got busted. I don't know the ins and outs of it. Well, let's Stop it. it! Let's go to Ray. Ray's back. Hello, Ray. Oh, hang on. I'm on speak. Hang on. Right, well, take Hello. it. Okay. Incredible. Yeah, I, was, I was ironing my shirt. Okay. okay. Yes. You can, iron, you can iron a shirt with a phone under your neck. We've all done it. <laughs> right, so you, you've got to obviously uh, bring your A-game this week and forevermore. Sorry? 
you've got to bring your A game because uh, there was two, the two people on last week who were fabulous. Yes. So, um, just saying, hey, that's hashtag, all I'm saying. Hashtag me. <laughs> hashtag you yeah. and Katie. I heard a bit of it. I heard job. a bit of it. And let's just say, no threat. No, it was they, because you good shows. I love it. I, I love it. I, I, it. You know, you want people to replace you when you're away who are not as good as you. But in this case, I don't mind having someone who's as good as me, if not better than me. I think uh, the bits I heard were brilliant. Um, I, I did listen to some bits in the when I was in a, in America when we weren't watching uh, Family Feud um, and uh, The Price is Right and various other things. Um, and no, I, I think they're, uh, they're brilliant. And I, I think it's a thrill that, that um, Catherine Boyle and Katie Puckrick do the show when I'm not here. How flattering is that for me to have the, my my best friend and someone who I think is flipping brilliant. That's not you, Catherine. I know, um, but that's Katie. But I do think you're flipping brilliant. Uh, I think it's I think it's great, and I bet they were I bet they were great. I bet they were great, and it's something for the lads as well at home. What to have a little jostle to, oh little, little late night jostle. That's what he's that's doing now. Ridiculous. Thinking about it, he's thinking back. That's ridiculous. That's what we're going to call it. Never mind late, late night, night jostle. Jostle. You're in his WB. Oh, his wireless bank. It's you and Vanessa so, Feltz and Petri. Oh, my Lord. And Matthew Wright. Oh! 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 So, right, Jeremy Carl does a show now on Saturdays, right? And I must admit, I heard a bit of the first show, and here's the thing. I loved it. I loved it. Did you hear, have you heard Jeremy Carl on Talk Radio, Ray? Not yet, no. Listen, listen. He winds me up. No, no. You think he does. He's a completely different person on the radio. Have you heard it, Sam? It's good, isn't it? It's good. He had Farage on and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, okay. But he's a complete... He used to do late night yeah. on Absolute, didn't he? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but he is a completely different person on the radio than he is on the TV. Very, very fast, very loud, um, very energetic, right? He's he's absolutely... he's uh, uh, Honestly, he's brilliant, right? And, um... Well, anyway, I listened to about... I was I was driving to the dump, so I heard a bit, then I didn't hear some, then I went back to the dump and I heard a bit, and then I went into town, I didn't... Uh, and then someone tweeted me saying... Jeremy Carl's just mentioned you on his radio show. I thought, oh, God. Oh, God. What has he... What has he done? This, this, this could be awful. Could you send me the clip? This is the clip. I have to say this, because he's a friend of mine. Ian Lee is amazing, OK? He, he, did some, he did some showbiz stuff with us on Good Morning Britain. By the way, 6 o'clock Monday morning, we'll be there. Uh, so, and Ian Lee it sort of reminds me of what I always wanted to do on the radio, so please give him a listen. Is it Monday to Friday? Is it Friday? Who oh, is it? Oh, look, Hayley... Is she your... What, what is she to She's you? my producer. Yes, oh. man! The Kyle <laughs> loves it! He could... Hang, just listen to the beginning, listen... I have to say this, because he's a friend of mine. Yes, man! I'm a friend! He's my friend! Yes, man! And we don't need no lie detector test there! Because he tells the truth! Jeremy Kyle bigging me up. That's right! That's it, we've made it! We have made it. Wow. Anyway, I'd have a listen to his show if I were you. Honestly, it, 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 I, I thoroughly enjoy the Nigel Farage and all that. That's fine. It's not my cup of tea, but it's his cup of tea. Uh, but the enthusiasm and the energy he has, and uh, the way he was bandying around the word dick, uh, was, it was a, honestly, it was, it was a joy to listen to. It was a joy to listen to. I thought it was a really, really good show. So, uh, more of that, please. Just not Monday to Friday, 10 o'clock at night. All right, sounds like you're underwater, Ray. Thanks for calling. Um, Jeremy Kyle, hang on. I have to say this, because he's a friend of mine. Ian Lee... There we go. Is that computer really quiet? Yeah. What is going on, Sam? I'm going ki- to kick your butt. Try it again. Here we go. I have to say this, Better. because he's a friend of mine. Because I've got one, only got one ear that works on these headphones. Um, so tomorrow... Tomorrow, I... 
Um, I'm doing time. I broke the law. This is, and this isn't even a joke now. This is serious. I broke the law and I'm having to, I'm having to um, serve the community. I've got a speed awareness course. Ooh. So it means for four hours tomorrow, it's kind of like being in prison, um, in detention prison. Four hours, I've got to sit in a room full of um, low-life scumbags, crooks, drug addicts, hookers, child molesters. Um, the, the, speeders. I think they're mostly speeders. The dregs of society. And I've got to sit with those guys for four hours and be patronised. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'm aware of speed. Well, I do it a lot fast but i am sorry for my crime i'm sorry for my crime and i'm happy to repay society by i think it costs 90 quid yeah and sitting in a room pretending i'm listening for four hours i'm happy to do that and avoiding the points oh is that what happens you avoid the points right i I think so don't you isn't that the point i was unaware of that i mean uh, uh, other than than correcting yourself i was taking i was doing it out of um to help this help society i didn't wasn't aware i missed points as well I've done a speed awareness course before, and you basically just watch videos of... Um, you get patronised a bit, you get to ask about speeds, and then you get shown a video of a really horrific crash. Uh, but you know all the answers now. You have to pretend you don't. Uh, I don't know. I'm doing that. That's, 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 um, that's tomorrow. Hey, but I'm into sport now. Or I should call it sports, right? So in America, we packed... So I took the boys to New York, right, for five nights, and it's the longest I've been away with them on my own, never taken them abroad on my own. And um, but the whole thing was a fr- thrill. We stayed at Gatwick Airport Hotel the night before, and even that was ex- apparently my eldest. The night before, in his sleep, said, "I can't wait to stay in the hotel airport." Oh. And I'm thinking, "Whoa, this is this is a home run." To coin a phrase, this is a this is a this is a banker if he's excited about that. And the the whole thing was a joy. The boys were great. They were well behaved for most of it. Lots of fighting. Lots of fighting and farting going on. And um, the boys? Yeah, well, we had we got the hotel and the the booking dot com had messed up the booking and oh, there's only one bed, sir. I said no, I definitely ordered two. And then I checked the email. Actually, the, uh, I'd only ordered one, but in the, the form I'd ordered, I'd ordered two anyway. And um, so we had to pay extra for, to get a second bed, and it was fine. a lovely room, quite a big room for New York, two um, double beds, nice shower, nice. T- the boy kept saying a big TV. Um, and it was great, and we crammed it full. The first, literally, within hours of getting off the plane, we went to the Stardust Diner, which was kind of a shock to the system for everybody. And there was a school party upstairs, which were really noisy, and they kind of ruined it. Oh! And then that woman sat next to me was British, and as she left, she went, "Oh, you're um, from the- yeah, I am." She went, "Oh, nice to see you." And then we bumped into her four days later. She's what are the chances you. of that? No, we just bumped into her in, in New York. Gosh. Um. So the Stardust Diner, for anyone who's not been yes. to the Stardust Diner, yes, um, people queue to get in there. Oh, we we, it, we queued and the boys went, oh, this queue is a long queue. Uh-huh. We got at lunchtime and I said, well, let's just ride it out. But then the woman came along and was going, how big is your party? How big is your party? And we said three. Okay, fine. Then after 20 minutes, she came, uh, table for three, come this way. And wow. we jumped the queue. Wow. Because we had three, we jumped the queue. So you go in there and it's, you know, the usual kind of diner, burgers and chip type place. Yeah. But... With the difference in that the servers are also actors now, from Broadway. Actors and they all sing songs with Mike. It's great. Mm-hmm. 
But my boys' faces, like you've seen the picture of the moment. There's the a little first... bit of mortification at first because yeah. it's just so full on. And then the woman sat down next to my eldest and sang to him. And he's just sat there looking at me going... <laughs> but it was great. But it was uh, literally we'd landed three hours previously. And then maybe it was a little bit of a shock to the system. Um, but you know me, I, when, when I get to a foreign country, I just like to get out and mm-hmm. do stuff, you know, and we, and we were great and we went to bed at, you know, a good time and we watched movies and we had a great time. But one of the highlights for me was I booked tickets to go and see a baseball game, the New York Mets, it was the Mets, not the Yankees, the Mets. And it's, the game was at 10 past one and I'd booked, we were, they weren't the most expensive, they were $50 tickets um and we were like one tier down from the top uh so kind of at the front of the tier but one tier down out in the sun and i'd forgotten sun cream um but and i kind of thought i'm not going to get the most expensive tickets because i don't know how long it'll go on for and i think the boys will get bored so we may only stay for an hour 45 minutes and i'll be cool with that because i'd never been on a but when you get there and then i found out that the mets used to play at shea stadium and I, so i was kind of getting very excited about that when you get there and there's people queuing up and we got our tickets and we queued up and you go in and you just we kept going up and up and up. So we were high up man and then we bought hot dogs you know with our first hot dogs in there was the guy going up and down the yeah but he was doing selling... beers and peanuts ah. he was doing cold, cold beers peanuts so we went to the the hot dog stand and um we were there for about an hour and a half and my youngest said how long have we got and i googled it and it said most games normally last three hours nine innings i was saying oh, we're not long but if we want to go, we can go. And I said to the eldest, you want to go? He said, no, I'm loving it. It was the most amazing, joyous, vibrant, family-friendly experience I've ever been to. And they got a bit bored after an hour or so. So we got up, we went to the gift stop, gift shop, and I hadn't brought hats and we were sat in the sun. So I bought them some baseball caps and bought them baseballs. And the, the woman, she had some sun cream, the woman running the shop. So she said, and I said, oh, by the way, this is the first baseball game we've ever been to she went oh my god you get a certificate if you go down there honey and you give them your name and address they'll send the boys a certificate so we went down and we gave our name and address so they're going to get a certificate soon saying this is well done to you for coming to your first game and we sat there and uh, they're asking the boys are asking me the rules and i didn't really know and it was a very slow game there's only four runs in the entire three hours which is not a lot but it was amazing. And each inning, what's great, right, is each inning lasts about 15 minutes. Right? Then the innings stop. Then you have a little bit of entertainment for yeah. three minutes. Like you have a guy, a, a punter, has to fire a cannon and get a baseball to land on a big apple. And then there's, there was another bit where these two punters are rolling giant dice. And then they had a kid trying to hit a home run. Over there. It was It's all on this big screen. And the guy in front turned around to talk. The guy in front was a big guy from Wales. And he, he turned around and he said, can your boys see... I said, oh, I said, oh man, this is great. I said, actually, said the raking is here is great. <laughs> I said, no, they can see, and we we were talking to him about how he loves baseball now and he's obsessed with it, and he doesn't really care who wins. He just likes the vibe. Then the woman behind saw that we bought ice cream and I didn't have any napkins, so she gave me some napkins. It was the most amazing atmosphere, and the boys stayed until the end. We were there for three hours, and we had some pictures, and it was incredible. And I loved it. And I'm sat there thinking, I think baseball could be my new yeah. thing. If we go back to New York, if we go to America again with the show, we have to go and see a baseball game. I would love to. I mean, I, I told you to go because yeah. I'm not sports no. orientated at all. In fact, I hate it. I was force fed sports from like when I can remember TV being on 
force-fed sports because my dad's a sports journalist. So I hate it. But when my sister was living out in um, Georgia, we went to see the Augusta Green Jackets. And again, it wasn't really about the game necessarily, although that was kind of fun. But, you know, at the end, they let the kids all run the bases. And the the, it's not as big a stadium as the one you went to, but... Just the atmosphere was brilliant. There was stuff laid the on for the vibe. kids. The food was amazing. The vi- when you talk about the vibe, the vibe but was also incredible. like the announcer was just geeing everyone yeah. up, and like you say, there was always something to one see. One of the other, one of the picture in the other team was called Bumgarner. Brilliant, Bumgarner. Honestly, I loved it, man. This is the late night alternative weeknights from ten on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. My boys met Im- Imani last week. They totally, totally fell in love with her. They look like, but you, you know, kids are like my boys. I don't know if it's a common thing, but they're very shy at meeting new people. And um, she was kind enough to. She sent me an email Tuesday saying, "Are you in New York now with the kids?" I went, "Yeah." She goes, "Are you free, are you free to meet up?" I didn't know she was doing it to be polite. Or and I said, "Well, this is what this is our schedule." Hang on, this is Imani. <laughs> so this is our schedule. She said, "Okay, well, how about Thursday?" Friday. How about Friday? I'm free in the day. Why don't I see if I can find us a movie or something to go and see at the IMAX or something? I said, yeah, cool. And so she got back in touch. She said, right, I found this movie. Um, we're we're going to meet there. And I said to the boys, we're going to meet my friend. And she's a musician and an artist. And she's a little bit crazy. But I think you'll like her. She's got a f- wicked sense of humour. And she greeted them as we approached the cinema. And she was in the distance. She started flossing. 
I said, there she is. And the, straight away, straight away, they were totally in love with her. There's a grown-up flossing in the middle of the street. And and they instantly, there was no holding back. Instantly, they started doing their flossing. And she was great. She took us to see a weird movie, though. It was all subtitles. Right. Right. This was a six well, and an eight-year-old. What language did they speak in? Like caveman language. Okay. It was like made-up Neanderthal language. It's a film called Alpha. Right. It's a bleak film, man. I don't know why she thought it was acceptable for kids. There were no other kids there. <laughs> it's in 3D. It's this film about this. It's, actually, it's a great film, right? But it's about these. It's set in caveman days. And so they're speaking like caveman language. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand, by the way. And um, then the caveman tribe leader thinks his son dies. So it goes back brokenhearted. But the son doesn't die. And it's about this son's journey to try and get home. Right. Right. And it's great. It's great, but it's bleak. And, um, oh, too, it was great. We got in the cinema. We had four seats. And I'm sat at one end. Imani sat down, and my boys sat either side of her. Either side. I said, well, boys, you know, I'm going to have to sit down this end. And my youngest went, yeah, yeah, sure. Dad who? Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> and it was so lovely to see. Because you know what my kids are like. And yours are a little bit like that as well. A bit shy with new people. Yeah, it takes them a while to source people Straight out. away. Sat either side of her. And then my youngest said, can you actually, can I, can I, can you come and sit here and I'll sit on your lap? Um, but so it was a bleak film. And I, and I said to my youngest, you re- be able to read this, the subtitles. He went, ah, some of them. So, and so I helped him with some of the longer ones. But my eldest loved it. And it's because it felt like a grown-up movie. Mm-hmm. The same way that he watched The Greatest Showman on your recommendation on the way back. Yeah. It's kind of like a grown-up type of movie. It's not a kid's film. That's a better way of putting it. It's not a kid's film. No, but there's enough in it that kids can enjoy. And he felt grown up and watching this bleak story. And he, there's a bit where, like, you, you think the dog's going to die. And, and he was having a little, and I saw him having a little cry. And Amani went, are you crying? He went, oh, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> um, and then she walked us back to the hotel. And uh, my youngest was showing off his Heelys and stuff. And it was just, it was so, I, I love that woman so much because she's she didn't have to do that, you know. And she, she did it because she wanted to come and do it. And she bought the tickets and she bought popcorn for the boys and and it's just she's got that thing that i like to think i've got where she speaks kid she speaks kid you get some adults that go well hello young lady what and straight away she speaks kid and i can just she was so good with them and they totally had a crush on her you know this this glamorous new york artist you know yeah and they totally had a, it was just so lovely she's really open-hearted yeah you know and she I can completely get that she would connect with kids. She didn't swear once. What? She did, because that was my worry. I was going to say, look, Imani, can you just watch that? Didn't swear once. Because that's the thing with her. There's no filter, right? The filter came in place. It was lovely. It was so nice to see. I think she's got little kids in her family, hasn't she? Yeah, she has. She has. And then I went back and and they knew some of the songs. But I went back and I showed her. I said, look, she was actually, you know, 20 years ago, she was a big pop star for a while. And I showed her the video, showed them the video for um, Legend of a Cowgirl. And they were just pissing themselves, going, "That's her!" And then there's a bit where some old dudes are dancing, and they loved it. But mm-hmm. it was just, I just, it was just nice. And everybody, apart from the woman at the School of Rock and the guy on the way back, and everybody made us feel so welcome in a way that you don't get in London. People in diners were coming and stopping to talk to the kids. Where are you from? What football team do you support? We went to a secondhand, like a quite a famous, it turns out, retro video game shop, New York Video Games. She knows, and um, and it's an amazing place. And I was in there, and my boy wanted to buy a five dollar 
DS game that was in the back of a cabinet, Ice Age game, $5, you know. And we said, can we get that one, please? And they couldn't find the key because they changed all the locks and they couldn't find the key. Um, so they were trying to phone up. And we were there for about 30 minutes, right? And I said, look, if you can't find it, it's $5. It's not your biggest sale. Please don't. Wait. She said, no, no, we're going to get in there. If you can wait. And there were games for the boys to play. And I said, of course we can wait. You know, if you're cool with us playing your games, then, you know, we're, we're cool. And um, and they were loading up games for the boys. And uh, there was a Dreamcast, new Dreamcast game that hadn't been released yet. And, and my boy was playing it. And the guy said, you're the first person apart from me to play that game. And my eldest is like, no one's played this? And then he had 30, 35 minutes. They couldn't open it. So the guy got a screwdriver to take this case. I said, dude, it's $5. Honestly, you really don't have to. And he said, well, we want you, you you're going to play it. You know, we get people that come in and spend thousands of dollars to put in a box. You're going to play it. So we're going to get it out. Turns out it's not a very good game. But uh, it was just, just so lovely. And there was no need for them to do that. No, but here's, here's what I think. That seeing a, gu- a bloke... And a big man like you with two little boys yeah. is kind of adorable. Really? Yeah. Oh, whereas, is it? Whereas women with kids is something you see all the time, right? Oh. oh I think that there's something in there. Can I use those boys to pick up chicks? For sure. Man, what a wasted week that was. It's like having two puppies. <laughs> Get them and a puppy. Look at a puppy. Um, it but, is, though, isn't it? But, I think to see a man looking I after his realize. kids, everyone loves that. Everyone loves that. Is a man on his own. Women horny. His kids. Not just that, but everyone feels like, well, hey. there's, you know, there's a story there. I didn't... Oh, you're making me well up a little bit. I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of that. It's, it's totally that. They want to look after no, you. No, 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 no. You make me cry. Um, don't make me cry. But um, you have set me off. <laughs> but honestly... Yeah, and then they'll find out it's you and realise you're just a nod. <laughs> oh, thank you. For, okay, and the tears have gone back. Thank you. <laughs> Every, Nigel, we'll come to you in a minute. Uh, everybody, though... Was was so, we're in the diner and the guys, you know, they hear your accent. Where are you from? Oh, we're from we're from Windsor. You know, you can say we're from Windsor because obviously people have heard of Windsor now. Come to the boys. What's your favourite thing, boy? You know, and just everyone was talking to them, and they were a little bit shy and they didn't want to talk all the time, but they would talk. So and it was great. Went to the Natural History Museum, right, which is a great place to go. As we're queuing up, you know, I'm, I'm doing the English, and they got to look in the bags. I said, "Well, here's my bag to look in." But if I if I were you, I'd certainly look in those two guys' bags. And the <laughs> guy's going, "Oh, you're from you're English, huh?" Well, I tell you, someone we get in here all the time. Paul McCartney comes in here every time he's in New York. And I said, "Really?" So, oh, yeah, yeah. One of the guards has got his phone number. He, fu- he calls in. Paul, he might even be in today. I don't know. He likes to hang out with the things that are almost <laughs> as old as he is. As old as him. And um, just the fuss they made of my kids. It was it was a joy. It's such a great city. Um, just in a way that you don't get in London. You don't get it in London. You get it. You get it more out of London. You get it more in Manchester and that kind of thing. But but every day was a was a joy. You know, to to walk around with those boys, drag one of them around because he had heelys. Oh man! Um, and we sat in the park. We sat in Central Park on maybe the first or second day, and the kids are playing in the playground. They're great playground made entirely of concrete, but great. And there's water and all of this. And just the, the woman heard me saying speaking to them a woman sat next to me so where are you guys from okay well here's a list of parks you should go to one in brooklyn bridge and well uh, Park, all these parks and we didn't i knew we weren't gonna have time to go but i was listening and then she's talking to the boys and going are you enjoying it well there's, there's this this and this you can do and that's incredible man that's incredible love it i love that city so much such a great place don't oh 
I'll tell you about medieval times in a bit. Sorry, this this whole show is just my my travel. Travel log. T- we'll talk. To, we'll have a break. We'll talk to Nigel, and then I will tell you about medieval times. The, the greatest, the greatest dining experience known to mankind. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee, unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Uh, no YouTube, no Periscope. Primarily my fault. I'll take the, the rap for that. You know, I don't know drug. how true that is. I, I well, no one's told me specifically, but that's kind of what I've worked out, and you know, the stuff that was going on. I think there's that. I think what happened with James, stuff like that. But but um, so, so so there isn't any. It was always a bonus. We always said it was a bonus. Um, so make sure you listen on DAB. Download the Talk Radio app or Radio Player or tune in, or you can listen online. Then you get people going uh, like Daniel's tweeting me. So that's why you're not there. I don't enjoy it as much when normal. What does that mean? And the YouTube reminder comes in handy. Won't be listening as often. Sorry, talk radio bosses. The YouTube reminder comes in handy? Why don't you set a reminder on, I don't know, your phone or the fridge? Or, or it's the same time every night. Uh, so uh, if you need a reminder. Please don't tweet. But here's the thing, Daniel. Why I, do we need I, to know this? I appreciate your support. I really do, man. I really do. And I get why people are upset about YouTube. I get it. Of course, I'm upset by it. But please don't tweet me saying you're not going to listen. As much. Don't, 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 don't that, 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 how is that helpful to me? You know, tweet, talk radio if you want. Won't do any good. But don't, don't include me in a tweet that says we won't, I'm not going to be listening as much. I mean, that, how is that helpful to me, man? That's not helpful. Um, but we appreciate your support throughout the years. Hey, Nigel. Hi, hi, guys. All right. Are you in the same, um, time zone as your phone? Yeah. Uh, it's a bit, is it funny? Is it not clear? You sound it's miles away. Very unclear. Oh, it sounds like you're a tape recording. Sorry? I can hear you. Now we better. can hear you. Where y- were you? Your mouth wasn't near the mouthpiece. Uh, is it all right now? It's all right now, Nigel. Yeah. Yes. It's all right now, baby. It's, it's a all right now. That's a great number, isn't it? It's a great number. The Rolling Stones. i tell you another great... No, it wasn't the Rolling Stones. It was Batman Turner Overdrive, wasn't it? Oh. I'll tell you another great number. Mm. Seven. Yeah, that's mm. nice, yeah. Mm. What you got for us, Nigel? How's the life? A busy, uh, a busy afternoon yeah? today. What I'll tell you in a minute. Uh, you know, after I've been talking, could you play the Miley Styley one? On no. SoundCloud? No, c- no, I'm not... I, I'm not I'm, I don't feel in the mood for oh, Miley okay. Styley at the, tonight. Sorry, Nigel. No, it's okay. Not feeling the Miley Styley vibe. We'll do a, I'll do a live song tomorrow, and I'll, I'll ring up earlier. OK, yeah, tomorrow. that sounds good, that sounds good. I can't do, do one now because the neighbours have gone to bed. Yeah. So I've had a busy afternoon. I, first of all, I went, got up and went to see the vicar. Yeah. And uh, he told me that they're arranging, they're going to come and see me about the funeral in a few days. Um, it's, it's, it's sort of halfway there. OK. So, and, so are uh, they arranging they're, it all for you? They're, they're, they're going to ask me what time I want it. For myself, you know, so okay. the best time for me, obviously. Yeah. Because I've got to feel in the mood to go to it, and I don't really want, I don't really want to go to it. But, but that part's fine. So I've got to know the. Vicar. And who else will be going to the funeral, Nigel? Yeah, all my neighbours will be going. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, that's Loads good. Of and the next thing was today, I cycled um, ten, twelve miles to my dad's grave, which I haven't been to for f- nearly three months, and you know because Mum was in hospital. Yeah. And so that um, the flowers were still there; they weren't even blown away. Oh, the flowers were okay. Fantastic! And so I had a little, said a little prayer to Dad, and yep. um, and one about Mum as well. And so, and that, so I got that sorted. Then I went, um, did another ten miles. I've done about nearly thirty miles today. So I've um, so done quite, and I lost Strong a pound legs. in weight. Strong legs. 
Yeah, but I've lost a pound in weight. Well, you put that on with a, with a Mars bar, well, it, you? Don't you lose it when you sweat or something? Well, you lose it when you sweat and when you exercise, yes. Yeah, you do, yeah. yeah. I shouldn't be worrying about my weight, should I? I wouldn't worry about a pound. A pound no. is nothing, man. A pound's a, pound's a bag of sugar. No, I was 11 and a half stone, now it's gone 11 stone 6. So that's a pound I've lost, but no, I that's suppose... That's, you noth- that's nothing. You, you can lose that with a good shit. <laughs> yeah, you can, yeah. yeah. sure. It's true, though. It's true. Well, I did used so, to say that anyway, to you and you used to well, worry I've about it. Um, I've got a lot, lot going for me because I went to see a lady in Yalding. I said, can I do a tribute concert in the local village hall Gosh. for my mum? A, dr- a jazz drumming and singing together for two hours. And she said, yes. Oh, f- so, <laughs> so wow, that's brilliant. I arranged it for Friday. So this Friday, you're doing a Friday, tribute concert to your mum, jazz drumming the, and singing for two hours. In the village hall, yeah. And, and it's free, free admission if anyone wants to come in your Right, it's all right, right. Right, hang on a minute. Let's, right, yeah. let's get these details down so we can tell, if people want to go and support yeah. you, they can. So yeah. where is it? Well, I've already advertised it on my Facebook and, uh, and okay. on Noah's well, Irish Facebook. Now you're going to advertise it on Talk Radio. Britain on the yes. mo- on the most popular late night radio uh, show. If, people, if I could get more people to come along. So where is it? Well, Yalding is in Kent. It's Yalding. Yalding in Kent. Near Maidstone. Yeah. Um, ME eighteen six JS is a postcard. ME eighteen six JS. Yeah. Because sometimes you have to put that into the car, don't you, when you're driving? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm going to tweet uh, this in a minute. And Yalding is Y A L D I N G. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's the village right. hall in Yalding. The local village hall. You just go through the village and it's the first turning on the right. Okay, village hall in Yalding. What time are you yeah. doing it? Uh, well, seven thirty. I've suggested. Uh, yeah, seven thirty. And they're and they're cool with that, and they're letting you do it. Well, I've got to confirm the time tomorrow. Okay. So, but her, I, they, first of all, she said I can do it in the afternoon, but I, I, I've decided to do it in the evening because I go cycling in the day and I, okay. want, to, I want to carry on cycling. So, um, I'm just ty- you can hear me typing, so I'm just tweeting it. Yeah, yes, I'm going to make it 7.30 because she said I've got, that day was free, she said. So I'm gonna, I've got to go and see her tomorrow and confirm it um, tomorrow. So it's jazz drumming... Yeah, and yeah. singing. Jazz drumming. But just all what I can do. All, and yeah, singing it'd probably be more drumming than anything because oh, I was two making. Two hours, it. man. Mm. I suppose you've got strong arms. Back, back in tight to back in tight. It'll be a jazz drumming and singing concert mm. at uh, Yolding right, Village Hall Yolding on Friday. Village. And how much is it to get in? No, it's going to be. Pardon? How much is it to get in? Oh no, it's going to be free admission. Oh, mate. And and probably be some drinks as well. Seven thirty. Do try and go if you're. But I better confirm it with you tomorrow night to make because I'm got I've got to speak to her tomorrow. Okay. To make sure it's okay for Friday. But if, if it's not Friday, it'll be another day. But I, I want it for Friday. Okay. Oh, hang on. So it's not confirmed. I'm no, just... no, I mean, it, it, it is. Com- she said I can do do it Friday afternoon or evening. So it is definitely on Friday. Okay. Just, okay. Well, I've, but, I've but tweeted. What I'll do is I'll call the show tomorrow night yeah. and tell you tell you definite. Please do. That'll be wicked. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, well, I that's a lovely idea, thing to, it? It's a great yeah. idea, lovely thing to do. Because she, they all know my mum, the neighbours. The, the, well, it's a neighbour. Can I, can I ask a question? Mm. The, uh, speaking as a performer, right, and I've yeah. done a lot of live shows. I've done it mm. you know, with Catherine on my own and mm. stand-up and, and sit there, all of this stuff. Mm. Two hours is a very, very no, it long... It might not be two, it might be an hour and a half, but you know how, uh, how time goes when you're playing a, a five-minute... Well, five you know, minutes goes. Big band number. Or uh, may I, may I suggest, and also t- two hours is a long time to keep an audience's in- interest. May well, I suggest thirty to forty-five minutes? Would that be? Well, that I wouldn't be disrespectful. An hour, so we could knock it down to an I, hour. I, 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 would, think, I think an hour is for enough. the audience. That would mm. and, and for the mm. performer, I think that mm. the thirty to forty-five minutes would be a really well, good length. An hour. Yeah. Okay. 
But I said an hour to the lady, so that's what I'm going to do, an hour. Okay. And okay. that'll go very quickly with um, half a dozen songs and <laughs> half a dozen Possibly. Possibly. I think it's a really lovely thing to do, mate. Well yeah. done. And uh, obviously, I would like to, to get the TV to <laughs> come and film oh, it, wouldn't we I'm all? Sure about wouldn't that. we all? <laughs> wouldn't we all? When, we, when we're in Edinburgh this Saturday, we'd, we'd like the TV to come. There's no chance <laughs> of that. But now you're advertising it. <laughs> yeah, we I, go. I, shall I shall I email BBC Radio uh, TV and tell me? I would email Wales. BBC Radio TV. Yes. No, so I would definitely do it. Yeah, yeah, I would. The BBC is in Tunbridge Wells, which is not far away. I would, I would, I would think you sound a good chance. Well, mm. I, I think email the the t- local yeah. TV news. Yeah. And um, both the BBC and the ITV and the local BBC radio station, mm. and you never know. The Meridian one, isn't it? Yeah, you never. I, I don't know. You, you check that. You make sure you tell them right near the beginning of the message that you're doing it in memory of your mother. Of course, yeah. Well, I could, I could. Shall I do it? Shall I do it on Facebook? Uh, the, do it on the, Facebook and email. Well, I'm not. My email's not working on my computer. Oh. The, the computer's got um, some problems on it. Yeah. Oh, I bet it has. Well, it's quite an old one, and it says that it needs <laughs> things doing to it. So giving a right email. <laughs> you need to get that hard drive cleaned. Yeah. <laughs> Those pop-ups, huh? No, it said. You know what's the name for it when people hack into your computer? Pornography. <laughs> no, no. Um, uh, Excuses. No, 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 no. It's, it says there was... U-tree? No, there's a word for it when people hack into the computer. Virus. Oh, OK. Uh, it's got six virus. wrong with it. That's why I can't get the, the email part to work properly. <laughs> okay. But does that mean it's, it's going to catch cold or something? It might do! <laughs> His bits might drop off! His knobs might drop off! <laughs> We've all been there. All right, all right, Nigel, then. listen, give us a call tomorrow when you know the full details yeah, of the concert. Yeah, I, I know it. I'll definitely be able to do it on Friday, but I'll, I'll confirm it with you tomorrow Wicked. night, then, shall All right, man. Yeah, that'd but, be great. But in the meantime, people can get ready, see if they've got time to come, can't they? Make as they can. All right, mate. Um, listen, nice talk to you, Nigel. Take yeah, care. Uh, talk to you tomorrow night, See you later, Ian. Ian. Thank- Ta-ta. Bye-bye. 0344 499 Good evening, Jerry. I hope you didn't take you back to Dixon's. No, no, that's how, that's how Gary Glitter got found out, isn't it? Yeah, took it, took it to either Dixon's or PC World. PC World. And he said, he said, right, there's a there's a file on there. Oh. Don't look in the file. He said it to him. Don't look in that file. So oh, of course wow. they went. Oh, all right, all right, Gary. We all know what the name of the file was. And then, <laughs> they clicked on it and they went, oh my god, and handed it into the police. We oh, can hear what you're saying. Not gold. We can hear what you're saying, Catherine. When you ma- here's the thing: when you mouth a word, your it's a lips sound in that direction. Yeah, there's a microphone there, and that your lips make the sound of the word. So you you'd mouth something like <laughs> you can't you can't do it. This is me mouth. I'm going to mouth a word to Sam, and this is what you do. <laughs> do not. That's what you do. Anyway, Jerry, I'm sorry. Um, I can only apologise. <laughs> she's having a nosh. She's having a nosh? Yeah. Aye, steady on, steady Easy. on. Easy. You tiger. don't know what I sound yeah. like. Yellow. Yes, I believe in full moon, will you? Yellow card, yellow card. Yellow card, yeah, accept. <sighs> what, what do you want? What do you want, old man? Do you believe in the full moon? I've seen it, I believe in it, yeah. The full moon. The full moon exists. Okay, we're done. They've chatted back to me, so the camera chatted back to me. Past five, full moon. Is it a full moon tonight? No, last night. Well, I wasn't I wasn't available for comment last night. No, but last night I was weird. I couldn't sleep. Just... Well, hang on a minute. If if last night was a full moon, yeah. then why was Jim Davis's show on BBC London so boring? Because 
Is it you've answered your own question. Yeah. <laughs> but those stations don't exist anymore. No, it doesn't exist. No, no other stations uh, exist anymore apart from talk radio. And this is the the most listened to late night phoning show in British radio. And Paul Ross is going to be on at one o'clock. And, um, Paul Ross will be on it. I've seen him. I've seen him skulking. Yeah, he's a skulker. And then you'll cop for it. Yeah. No win, no fee. No win, no fee. Yeah. And apparently, the second series they changed the rules slightly. He'll, he'll tell the story. But this this was a show he hosted where, if if no win, no fee or something. So if the, if the if they won the prize. He didn't get a fee, and if they didn't win the prize, he got a fee, right? And it was it was true; it re- really happened. And he said he made quite a bit of cash in the first series, and in the second series, they either worked out like a little cheat or they changed the rules slightly. So <laughs> he, he made he made about five hundred quid out of forty five episodes <laughs> oh, or something. Does wife have Danny Baker? Sorry, does wife have Danny Baker? Didn't he? His wife died with Danny Baker. No, God, not a scandal. Danny no. What? Hmm? I don't know. I just... No, I don't know. I don't think no, you... don't, you're, don't, thinking don't, of, you're thinking of you're uh, thinking of win, lose, or draw. Drive again. Okay. All right. That, we're, we're going off on tangents that are vaguely litigious. So thank you for that, uh, Jerrington. Let's go to Ricardo. Good evening, Ricardo. Yeah. Hello. Um, it's, my, it's my first time on your on, on this uh, show, and um, I was just really make it good, then, boy. <laughs> I try to. Uh, well, this is your um, audition what? to let. Um, we'll decide if we want you back for more. Oh really? Oh really? Um, yeah, I like I like the way you, you talk and present your show and such, and it's quite clean. Um, but I thought I might just add a bit of spice, nope. or would like you to add a bit of spice to your okay. to your radio show. And, and what I would blue. like to say, what I would like to say, because I'm a bit, I'm not very quick as quick as you as okay. talk at talking. Yes. So um, you have to bear with me. I don't um, have to. Oh, you don't have to. You're right there. Um, one of the things I'd like... You had a, um, a gentleman who, who rang into your show, and he, he spoke about a Christian... Well, he's a Christian, and no disrespect to him. And he spoke about um, it is only... Uh, uh, sex is only for... Um, uh, rep- repriate, uh, sorry, the word is... Um, Procreating. You know, multi- Making babies. Pro- yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. okay. That wasn't our show. But I imagine that was probably James's show. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, people and, often and say show is, when they mean station, but I get it. Yes. And he and he mentioned he said that um, that sex is only for for uh, making babies. Okay. Incorrect. It's but, yes. Yeah. So I would like to say I would like to say that then, if it was that um, babies could be made without having sex, would he still want sex? That's one of the questions I would like to hear. But the babies answer. can be made without having sex. Yes, they can. But he said, because he's a Christian, he said that babies can only should be only made when having sex. You see, so okay. that's what I'm. But really was looking he? For. But was he? Was he but saying? He was he but, saying that basically being gay is is wrong? Is that what he's saying? I didn't hear the call, but I'm guessing he's probably Ken. Um, imagine that. that no, that's the only part. I, that's, that's the only part I I, I got. Okay. And the next thing I want to say, my next question is... is um, yes. I like this guy. This guy's part... So far, like, he's passing the audition. I would like to... I would like, to, I would like you to slow down on when you... On, on, sorry, I would like you to hurry up. What? You know, talk quicker. Okay. When you talk... So I can slow down. I can do that. And catch, yep. catch the words. No problem. You want me to talk quicker, yeah? I've got no, faster. There's no problem at all. I'm only joking. Oh, I like this guy! He had you there. I like this guy. Right, Ricardo, no, where no, are you calling no, from, man? 
I'm calling from London. What can I ask? Can you narrow it down? Don't don't tell me the well, street. I don't really want to give. I don't really want to say much. Hackney. Because I, I just want to. I just want to make it quick. No, no, I do not like that area. Are I you from like north, north or south London? Uh, in London, uh, uh, near Kent. So, so that's is that North London? No, South London. So you're well, in London. Is in, London is near Kent, isn't it? You're in. So you're in Elephant. <laughs> oh yes! I got it right, <laughs> didn't I? But here, no, no, but listen. He's an elephant! I don't want to take up too much time. What do you think? You know they're knocking down the pink shopping Mm -hmm. centre? No, I I don't want to, I don't want to comment on that. What I want to... But as a a resident of the Elephant and Castle, does it upset you that they're knocking down that historic... As I said, I I don't want to comment on that. The next (laughs) question is... firm, I love it. Right? He's having none of your nonsense. I do do like that lady. I like you. I like when she laughs. I really like... I don't know what you look like. You, you don't know what I have to do to I, make her laugh, though. But I, it's yes, I, I, you know something. I, I, I you know, I, I dropped a coin once. Okay, yeah. I don't. I hope I, I hope I'm not rude or anything. Oh, I don't gosh. like to to be dirty or anything. But, I, but. <laughs> I don't like to make j- dirty jokes. That's why I carry tissues. And um, right now, um, what was it going to say? Um, uh, but you dropped a coin. Oh, the other your other your other assistant. Who 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 is with who's with you? Assistant. I like him. I like the guy that oh, answers the, the phones. No, there's a guy that talks, and when he talks, right, he talks like he he sounds like someone who's sitting in the back of the class, and he Ash. Uh, oh yeah, and Ash. When he talks. He, he, yes. He, 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 Right. You've never listened to my show, but you're talking about a completely different show. I'm glad that you called in. But, man, you are slow because you're like three hours late. (laughs) Well, maybe you can pass on the... I will do. What message would you like to pass to us? The thing I want to say is, right, that he could could actually... uh, He'd be good as an MP uh, comedian. An MP comedian? Yes, an MP comedian. Okay. And and the reason why is because that... um, High on drugs. Right. Let me just just bear, just bear with me. For bear a with you for quite a bit, just... and so far it's not making much sense. Yeah. But yes, go on. Oh right. So the, what I would like to say is, he 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 gives me that thought as though someone who's got two left shoes on and he walks into as a MP, and um, he's there um, participating as an MP. What do you think about that new roundabout in Elephant? Because I can't make head and the tail of it. You have to turn right at it. And he sounds to, no, and he sounds to me like someone who's going for a job, right? Because you used and to have to go round it. it, left. But now, because they've pedestrianised yeah. some I'll of it. I'll answer your question in a moment. Okay. Right. He sounds to me like he's, he went for an interview for a job, right? Okay. And he didn't get, he didn't get the job. No. Right, because MP comedian. the boss... The, yeah, no, he didn't get the job. Because he stank of and weed. He, <laughs> oh, what a lovely because little laugh wearing, you've got! Because he was wearing no, because he was wearing the wrong shoes. Two left right? feet, yeah. Right, yeah, two two left shoes, okay. right, with yes. different different color socks, yes, right. And then uh, he didn't get the job, and then he come to he told you about it, yes, and and you said to him, um, well, um, did he well he uh, did he take his shoes off? Yeah. And then he replies, no, he wasn't thinking about that at the time. Right. Okay. That, that, makes no, right? that makes no sense, right? So you used to go left on the roundabout, and now you are... You, now you've got to go right, right no. around it, because they pedestrianised no, no, a bit of it. No, no, now listen to the... La- hang on, let me see. Let me, let me, this, is the la- this is the last one. 
Okay. And um, oh, and I think you should present also. I think you should present. To, I would like to uh, uh, get the. Uh, is this for me or for James Whale, the host? You've been talking no, about this, is, this entire this is to, your, to any of to any of your audience, right? Yes. You could ask them who are vegans, right? Who well, are vegans. I know who are vegans. Vegans are people what don't eat no animal product. Yeah, and they don't like harming animals. Yeah, so good for what them. you could, should say to them is let's go and beat up a vegan. A vegan what, you, what you should say to a vegan if there was a bull, bull charging towards them, yeah. uh, towards them, yeah. and there was a man with a bow and arrow, right? Would they allow the sportsman to? Oh, it's to a sportsman now, is it? He was a man a minute ago. Now he's a sportsman. <laughs> And then, yeah, well, anyway, would they would they allow the man with the bow and arrow to stop the ball in his track? Well, the, well, their would reply allow... would be, uh, and, and speaking as a vegan myself, or would or, or would they or would they allow the ball to to, to knock them off? Speaking over? as a vegan myself, mm. um, and that reminds me, I accidentally stepped on a snail. You didn't do it accidentally. Yeah. You did it deliberately. I, no, I, I, I murdered I, that I, snail. I, I, <laughs> Wait, hold on. You laugh yeah, like um, the Riddler. It was a bit. It was. A, it was a bit sluggish moving out of the way. In it. Oh, good one. In and, it. And, and, and to vegans as well, right? How do they? How do they? Um, how do they um, avoid stepping on, on on ants when they walk? Well, what the I Buddhists? Like are, are, what the hmm? Buddhists do is the Buddhists bless their feet every day. Um, so that if they do step on animals, that the, the, the you know insects and things, the spirit instantly gets reincarnated or goes to heaven oh, or so nirvana, right. or whatever it is. Yeah. So the, the Buddhists, they, they will bless yeah, their I would feet. Like, I, would, I would like, I would like to know the answer to the vegan. The vegan. Okay. Well. Uh, okay. As a vegan, are they make traffic. Are they, are they going to make Hello? traffic lights for them so that the ants can can walk? You know, and <laughs> when they see ants walking, they can um, stop. This is. How this do is, you uh, How do you feel about uh, the traffic lights in uh, Elephant and Castle? The area in which you live. Yeah, red, gold, so there's red, green, and and, and orange. That's fact. Is it red, green, and it's amber. Yeah. Amber. That's amber. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Nice, nice call, Ricardo. Uh, Thanks, man. Thank you very much. What a lovely gentleman. Great sense of humour. Very funny guy. First call. Found him very confident. He's three hours late for the show that he was calling in about, but it took him a long time to dial those numbers. Hello, Abdul. Hi there, mate. What have you got for us? Oh, I just wanted to call in and ask about, uh, are you the guy of uh, Celebrity Big Brother? Uh, celebrity Show, mate. What's it called? Get me out of here. Yeah. Yes, I am. Thanks very much for your call. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh, three. Are we on the air? Yes, I'm taking the headphones off. That's why I can't hear. <laughs> oh, th- well, I couldn't hear anyway. One-legged. Oh, three. Four. Four. four nine. I've got Ricardo disease. Oh three four four nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Last twenty minutes of the show before Paul Ross comes on. So, New York, one of the greatest dining experiences I've ever been involved in. Um, and you may have seen it if you've seen the movie The Cable Guy. Medieval times, right? It's quite a way out. We had to cost us seventy dollars in an Uber to get there. It took us an hour and a quarter because of the traffic. But it's well, it, it is about sort of eight hundred years. <laughs> You had to book it right, and we—I booked the Queen's special package. Ooh. very expensive, but it's—it's—it's it's, it's in this castle, right? But it's obviously like it's like a castle from the seventies. But yet, when I asked them, I made a joke about I thought I'm here to check that this is authentic. She goes, "Well, it is um, uh, Spanish castle that we're in. The whole thing was Spanish as well. It was all Spanish, not British. Right. So basically, you go back to medieval times. Conquistadors, in it? Yeah. Okay, and um. 
you get teams, and it's a restaurant, but it's like a restaurant in a massive arena. Not that massive, actually. It looked big. It's not as big as it looks. And um, you get served food that is cut is cutlery-free dining. So you get a tomato soup, dragon's blood, in like a bowl with a handle. So you slow. And the boys loved it. Then you get a big old slab of, of chicken. Like It's like, it's about, it's half a chicken. Half a big chicken. Boys have never seen anything like it. You know, and I, I devoured it. And you get a lovely little sweet corn and a, like a potato. <laughs> the boys are loving it. Just picking up this chicken and oh, ripping it with their teeth. And it's great. And, um, then you get a bit of cake for dessert. And all the time this is going on, there's like a play happening in the middle with, on horseback. And it's like a queen up in the balcony. And there's, um, okay, for a bit of it, it was a, it was an actual circus with horses. I don't know how we feel about horses in circuses. I tried to justify it, but I felt bad. So horses walking funny, doing the spot that I think they call Dressage. the Spanish trot. Mm-hmm. Spanish, Spanish trot. That's what they call. And I think that they train that by putting uh, electricals on their testicles. I think that's how you got to do it. But it looked great. And, um, and so that goes on for a bit. And then during the play, it all kicks off a bit. And they have like these knights doing these challenges. Like they've got a, a ride horseback. Um, so they're uh, uh, riding bareback and they've got a, with these jousts, I've got to get hoops and stuff. But then it gets a bit tense between the knights. And there's all these different knights and we've all got different teams. So we've got to cheer them. Then it gets a bit tense between the knights. And I don't know if this was scripted or not, but it kicked off. And suddenly one of the knights says, right, well, we're going to have fights to the death. Whoa. What? And I'm sat there thinking, whoa, Jesus, man. This has kicked off, and security didn't come in. They can't, they're knights. And there are children there. There are children there. There are, and I did think, me and my boys said, wouldn't it be sad? Because we had, there were four seats, and we had three, we had a table to ourselves. We had three seats. And my boy said, is anyone going to come and sit there? I said, no, we've got this to ourselves. And we went off to this fantasy of imagining someone, one person, turning up for medieval times on their own oh. because it was their favourite thing well. but no no one would go with them and because there were like hen parties and stags and birthdays and you know a lot of drunk people but it kicked off with these nights man that's nights uh, for you and I, 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 I guess I was lucky there to, to, to six I'm sure it must have been closed down immediately after the fights but then they're having proper jousting fights what was funny though was if one of the men nights got hit it took them about four or five seconds to fall off, almost mm. as if they were preparing to fall off. I don't yeah. know. But it was wicked. So they're jousting, and then um, one would get like a mace and would swing it around Ooh. and bash that. And there was a great stunt. There was a great stunt. This guy had like um, like a sort of spear, right? And she's fighting with the spear against this sword, and there's sparks coming off and stuff. And then he shoved the spear in the ground and sort of ran and lifted both feet off to do a karate kick. It was incredible, man. It was wicked. And then one thing that did genuinely happen is one of the knights got hit in the head by mistake, blood pouring everywhere. And my boys are going, is that meant to happen? I said, no, I don't think it is. It's brilliant. Did he say, tis but a scratch? No, he didn't say that. He wasn't mic'd up. Oh. Um, so he may have done, but we wouldn't have heard it. And then the guy that we were cheering, I had to stop cheering him for a while because then he, he wanted to kill all the other knights. And the queen said, no, we will not have, there will be, this will be fights with honour. And he went... Is it Brian Blessed? <laughs> uh, and he said, no, I'm going to kill the knights. And, <gasps> but, so, but then my boys were still cheering this. I'm thinking, this is not a great moral story. They're cheering a guy that is disrespectful to the Queen and wants to kill dudes. And so I couldn't cheer him, so I started cheering for another. Anyway, it's two hours. It was 
friggin' awesome, excuse my language. It was the most, um, I thought it was going to be a bit crappy, and it was, it was a couple of hundred dollars, so I got the top package, and we got VIP lanyards. They got to hold Excalibur. You saw the picture of them? Yeah. Oh, but then there was an, you go in and there's, there's like, like this sort of market, right? Like medieval market. Except they're selling tat. Like glowing swords and glowing this and flags and all of this shiz. But then there's an armory where they've got real weapons that you can go and hold. Uh, America. And the, 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 my boys are holding a replica of Excalibur. And the woman's like holding the tip. She says, I- I'm sorry, sir. I have to keep my hand on it at all times. What? I'm thinking, but if I would, I could grab that and start swinging that around like a lunatic. But it was awesome. And um, great food. Then afterwards, uh, oh, and then some of the kids, you could get the kids knighted. Right. You had to go up to a booth and say it was their birthday. And I was tempted to do it for the boys. But my youngest basically got called in front of everyone. And then they knelt down and had like a robe put over them. I've got some video. I'll send you some videos of some kids getting knighted. Um, and my youngest went, please don't make them do that to me, daddy. I went, okay, well, fine. Hold. But it does look a bit like they're being hacked with the sword. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. it. And my, my, my youngest, although he's, he's the cockiest of the two, he doesn't like doing things in front of people. Yeah. Doesn't, he's not so keen on all his Mine's like that. And I think that the one, the eldest who's more reserved is yeah. actually more sure of herself. Yeah. She doesn't do it because she doesn't want to do it. Yeah. Whereas the youngest is a bit kind of like a puppy. Yes. Yeah. A bit scared, actually, but they'll bark a lot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But man alive, it was the, and my youngest fell asleep for about 20 minutes, a little nap, 20 minute nap. There was a, a, a falcon. A falcon was flying. A falcon. A falcon was flying over the audience. Gosh, that must have brought back some terrible memories. It to you. was actually horrific, and they should have they should have put a sign up saying that, that, Trigger. that there were going to be raptors. Don't cry. I'm I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm I'm angry for you. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm over it. If I see an owl, I'm going to punch it. But I'm over it. But and you don't blame the uh, Falcons for it. I don't blame the Falcons. Um I blame Falco for it because the the Rock Me Amadeus guy because he was big he was big into owl breeding. Here's the irony. See? Falco was an owl breeder in the eighties, and that's why we've got such a such vast numbers of owls. And they've got attitude. Isn't it? Just like he did. He's dead now, Falco. Yeah. Sad story, the Falco story. Maybe we'll do a special on it one night. Um I thought it was a car crash. Yeah. It was car crashes are sad. You say that as though it's not a sad thing. I think he was heavily into drugs as well. Ah. But um, so for my recommendation is Medi... And then here's the thing. Uh, if you're an Uber driver, right, mm-hmm. you get told where you're going, don't you, before you pick up? Yeah. Right. So we got... So or do at- you? Ah, oh, no, I don't know if you do. Do you not? No, you must do. I don't know if you do, but... Well, then, okay, in that case, how come Katie Puckrick, they always cancel her Ubers? Because, and we've said it's because it was such a short distance. I don't know whether it's... I don't know. Maybe she's got a low star rating. We need to investigate that. Put that, add that to my There's got to be thing. something wrong with her. She's too damn perfect. Um, well, she's obviously nuts. <laughs> I mean, that's obvious, isn't it? You, come on. You, I know you know her better than me. She's obviously nuts. That's... Come on! Uh, not nuts, sorry. Kooky. Um... Are you friends with her now? Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Isn't that funny? I so love that. Could I you think... not be mean about my friend, please? <laughs> wow! You're st- no, you're supposed to be on my side. We've been well, friends Well, you're longer. also nuts. Oh, so okay. I seem to collect them. Isn't that cool? After seeing her at that Sparks thing and being too shy to go and say yeah. hello to her, you're now friends with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. And I think she's brilliant. Uh, honestly, the bits of the show I heard, I, I heard bits. 
Um, uh, the bits of the show I heard were brilliant, uh, fantastic. I'm not going to. Well, know, it's like this. It wasn't it. pretend. Yeah, she's good. I'm glad. And, and you were telling me that she's getting a bit more work at, all over. Yeah, the place now. She she's is. getting her mojo back. She feels like she got her groove back. Yes. Good. Good. Not that we realised that the groove had gone because no. she's so cool. Yeah. Good. Oh, good for her. Well, we we love her. and She's welcome here at any time. Um, but yeah. So the first Uber is is quite a trek back from New Jersey to New York City. And the first Uber we got in, and I was shattered, man, because it's the last day, so we'd done a lot. We'd done... What we'd done? In, we'd done something in the morning, and we'd seen Imani, and then we'd done this. It's tiring, man. It's the last day. It was late. It was like 10 o'clock at night. And we got in, and the guy said, y- you're staying in New Jersey, right? And we went, no. Ah, sorry, man, I, I, I'm staying in New Jersey. Oh. I went, boys, out. Thanks, And I said, thanks a lot for taking the gig, man. So I'm sorry, sir. They don't tell me where we go. I said, "Yeah, whatever." So do they not? I don't think they do, precisely to avoid that. But then I wasn't able to give him a rating because I wanted to give him a rating of like one. You can't mm. give two kids kick him out of the thing. I mean, it wasn't that big a deal. It was, it Didn't was, he cancel the job? He cancelled it. Well then. Well, I told him to cancel it because I said I'm not. Do- you cancel it, man, because I need to get a new ca- another cab because I've got two boys with mm. me. And it, it was dark, and it was you know. But anyway, the, the guy came and picked us up. But I just thought that was a bit, that was a bit sniffy. You know. Far from that, though, we had a great time. Sounds yeah, brilliant. Great job, brilliant. And it was, I see, it was great. It was just being away with the boys on 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 our own, and we were doing boy jokes and fart jokes, and um, they were delights and well behaved and making me laugh a lot. And Bebby's was this became this meme where we just said Bebby's to each other, and they would laugh a lot. Great, man. They are going to remember that trip forever. Building memories, that was so it. So will you. And this is the other thing, is that I know that you had a bit of a crisis of confidence before it, and you didn't think you could do when it. I you was did there, it, and then some. Yeah, when I was there, I had a huge wobble, because I started worrying about money, because the money I was hoping would come through, which is why I bought this house so quickly, hasn't come through and may not come through for months. And, you know, there's a wobble, and there's a wobble of confidence, and there was a wobble of, I think I'm going to lose my job. That came from nowhere, mm-hmm. to the point where I emailed my bosses and said, I- I'm worried that you're going to get rid of me and one email back saying don't worry and one phone me up saying don't worry and um and it was it was partly the tiredness it was partly because the money thing is real it was partly um this was this was a big thing this was the longest time i'd ever spent with them on and my it's own. partly that you deal with anxiety yeah and it's also it's that the whole divorce thing you know the whole divorce thing is uh there's a real sense i know we've talked about it before but there's a real sense of failure on my part uh, and um, and that's and that I think is actually more common than w- 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 people talk about. It's not something that's talked about, but I've had a few people say, "Oh, actually, I identify with that. I get the sense of failure." And logically, it isn't, but emotionally, it is. Yeah, you know, yeah. you perceive it as that. So I get it. So, and it was a lot of emotions, you know, and lying in bed, them in the other bed, and then they can't get into my bed, and that was, and I do the whole "Come on, guys!" But actually, I was thinking, "This is perfect. I don't mind sharing a bed with these two guys." When they're asleep, I'll get out and get in the other bed. And, you know, anyway, I'm waffling. Let's go to Simon. Good evening, Simon. Good evening. Welcome back. Thank you very much, Simon. What have you got for us tonight? I am an Uber driver. The what? Oh, yeah, you're an Uber driver. I am an Uber driver, yeah. Do you know where you're going? No. You don't get told? We don't get told until you're in the car. Oh. And we actually physically start the trip. We don't know where you're going. Oh. 
you go. Well, then, ha- then, ca- then, Catherine, your theory. Come in, Paul. Your theory about they're not picking up Katie Puckrick because she's close is incorrect. We, I want to find out what her star rating is on Uber. We need to oh, find out. Can you fight? Can you hack Simon as one of their drivers? Can you <laughs> hack the system to find out what Katie Puckrick's rating what, is, please? What, what she did in the back of that cab. And if there's any way we can up it a bit, because I like the girl. I don't want her to have a bad. I like picking her up and all, but it is a bit yeah, of a faff. Did she take like a dump in your car? Have the trip on her? Sorry. Yeah, a few times. Yeah. Have they? Yeah. yeah, all one night. That's why I had to go and get her, and that's why I take her. I take her home every time I do well, a show with her. Uh, the only thing I can say to that is, um, in all seriousness, <laughs> her rating might be quite low. That's why they're doing ditcher, it. Ditcher, then what's she doing to cause a low rating? Here's my theory. She lives in a block of flats, and I wonder whether she doesn't get down the stairs fast enough. She's saying she's old. Mm. <laughs> well, no, because we get, no, because we get paid waiting time now. Oh, listen to you. All right, well, she must so be a nightmare. So we, actually, we actually quite like it when you take your time, because as soon as it hits three minutes, we get three quid. Hey! Here's the thing. Paul Ross is in the studio. So, Paul, we could, we, you, 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 you should be involved. So, I'm in New York, right? And I get, a, 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 I try and get an Uber. I got yellow cabs as well, guys. I split it. But I we go, get an Uber and it says he's four minutes away. Great. Then a minute later, it says he's 12 minutes away, mm-hmm. right? So, I cancelled the job and I got a $5 fine. Oh, yeah. Quite clearly yeah. a breach of contract. If you cancel it, you get... You have to yeah, but that. he went from four minutes to 12 minutes. Yeah, but you don't know why he's held up. He said that because he's a dick. No. Oh. Um, he might Ross. have been saving a kitten that had been attacked by a savage owl. Yeah, that happens. I know what you're doing, Paul Ross. <laughs> and I'm rising above it. I'm above that. I'm above Good to that see now. you back, though. Great it's day nice it was when you are away. Oh, it's mate, good to see nice you back. To see, nice to see you, too. Um, everyone, everyone all right? Everyone's... All fine and dandy, like Amos and Andy. Um, what have you got tonight? I wanted to say, though, you sparked your memory of me earlier. When you started to sing sort of All Right Now by Free, not Batman. By Free, Overdog, thank course. you, yes. Um, that was one of the first times I suddenly thought, oh. There's more to this music. When he, he sings, there she stood in the street, smiling from her head to her feet, and I kind of knew what he meant when I was about 12 or 13 right. for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. That kind of, that, yeah. come hither, and, you know, it's a, a lovely a song. Yeah. A lovely <laughs> song. <laughs> lovely song, it is. <laughs> they also had a terrible song, though, Free. They're a bit sexist, called The Hunter, which yeah. is basically kind of, we hunt women down. Well, there's a lot of that, seven, they were 70s, late 60s? Well, yeah, early 70s, yeah. There's a lot of that 70s stuff that is, that is so wrong yeah. now. Yeah. So wrong now. Smell the glove. Smell the glove. Oh my! Well, yes. Um, but wait, so you don't get any blacker than that. But there's, um, <laughs> but there's a load. Of, I mean, a load of Kiss songs. I mean, Gene yeah. Simmons is a dodge pot, a terrible yeah. man. But of, they Chris, were kind of pantomime rock. They, they were pantomime. Chris, but Christine, sixteen, and you know. Oh, one but, of my favourite bands I used to follow around was that they never made it big. Mike Desbar went on to front um, Power Station and his wife Pamela wrote a great book about being a groupie called Silverhead. And we keep trying to get her on she and I got emails back from her at one point. Legend, yeah. but their second album featured a young woman who quite obviously been sexually assaulted. And it was called Sixteen and Savaged. And oh that was the front page in the f- image of the album. And wow. my mum said to me, we can't leave that line around for the other yeah. brothers. To see. I mean, the album's fantastic, but it's just that kind of weird, yeah. you know, reification of, of women and people. Well, there's a lot of lot of 70s rock. And Paul McCartney did one, which he claims is a spoof of, of like, you know, sexy girls. Girls, oh, girls the school. Girls school. Girls school. Paul McCartney yeah. song. Um, you know, that sexy schoolgirls, you know, are, are, are up for it and they're 16 and they're up hey. for it and they're going to get it. Hey, what Don't about stand hey so little... close to me. Yeah. What, yeah. About, what about Hey Little Tomboy? Oh, the Beach Boys, Hey Little Tomboy. Yeah. But there's a version they didn't release. Oh, dear. Where, um, where it's them, there's like a spoken bit. They're going, hey, little tomboy, come over here. Let's uh, put some lipstick on. Now you're really starting. Oh, it's, it's, 
And you know that Dennis probably did. Oh dear, there's that terrible riot, isn't there, in Don't Stand So Close to Me? He starts to shake and cough, just like the man in that book by Nabokov. No. Yes. <laughs> what a line! <laughs> Sting, go back to school. Trying to be literary <laughs> instead of being in it. Right, we've got two minutes. Your show. Okie dokie. On the show tonight, we've got sharks, of course we have. We've got dinosaurs, of course we have. Oh. But we've got a brilliant story, a hidden story from World War One, And we're counting down now. Seriously, we do a story once a week comm- to commemorate the Great War. Yeah. We've all heard of the Great Escape. Yep. We? When the Germans put all the top escapers in one big prison, guess what happened? The Great Escape. Yeah. They didn't learn. There's a new book out this week. They did exactly the same thing in the Great War, and in 1918 there was the Great Escape Part One. Wow! It's got to be a movie. The we've prequel. Got, we've, yeah, we've got the we've got the author on the program. It's a fascinating yeah. story. Two guys made it right the way across Germany to Switzerland because one of their number, the third guy, pretended to be literally insane, and they were escorting. They said to a Swiss lunatic asylum. The stories in this escape are absolutely fantastic. So I'm really looking forward to that. Those the ingenuity of those guys man you just can't it doesn't even you can't even consider it today well i mean i don't know if it's the same in world war one but world war two the the, the the rule was if you get captured you've got to try and cause as much bother yep. for the germans as the you possibly can not not uh, not for anybody who wasn't an officer there was no compunction right. on the enlisted okay. men so if you were a sergeant or below you didn't have to try and escape but it was the duty of every officer to funny? try and do exactly that love it Thank you, Paul Ross. <laughs> Paul Ross will be on at one o'clock as per usual. You can dip in and give him a call if you want as well. Oh, three, I'd four, rather four. they didn't, to be honest. <laughs> no, they're horrible, aren't they? <laughs> I've got to make room for my usual old tosh. In that case, don't bother phoning him. We will be back tonight at ten o'clock. Yeah. I feel like there's something I've got to say, but I, can't, I don't think there is anything I've got to say, so I won't. Don't forget you can download the podcast if you go to talkradio.co.uk, if you go to iTunes or Acast. And your show, last week, the podcast, aren't there? Yeah. Podcasts are plenty of Catherine and Katie Puckrick, if you missed them. Right, that's it. That's your lot. We are back tonight at 10. Stay tuned for Paul Ross.